Okay, hey everybody. So this is kind of like our uh, 500. Uh, I don't know if it's a celebratory episode because uh, for me, I guess the train is always moving. So I'm like, okay, I'm already like planning, you know, episodes in the five tens to five twenties. But I did want to take some time to look back and in the past, in like AMAs that you can find on SoundCloud, and then. In some of our story-based articles, I've kind of talked about a little bit about the production of the show. And in our year of podcasting, I kind of talk about how much work, you know, it takes at least uh, 20, it takes a lot of work to make the show. I mean, basically, you know, a lot of work. Uh, so I've talked about those things in the past. But I want to just kind of run through historically, because I guess for, even for me, like I don't, like I, I know part of me knows because uh, I've been here working like, I mean, let's see, 500 plus episodes, that represents, like, uh, I mean, like, uh, just the episodes, not the administrative work, like eight, nine, ten thousand hours of, of work. And then there's all the, like, like but I say, geez, like, uh, I can't believe I made 500 episodes of a podcast. It's just, like, so, I, but I just want to run through the episodes because so many people are new. Like, if you make a podcast and you're hearing this, and I'm going to do it, like I said, well, what's a way we could do it in a lulling, soothing way? That's also, like, the, the tradition of podcast straddles the line between engaging and boring. So be, I guess, like a retrospective, because, I mean, believe me, it is, I'm, I'm betting there's going to be some surprises in here for me. And I don't know if we can do this in one super long episode, or, or we'll see. Because uh, in the feed here of our current host, it's uh, five. There's 587 things in the feed out of 500, 500 plus episodes. So I don't even know what the other like 60 things in the feed are. Oh, like well, we'll see. So let's run through it uh, and just take a look back at like some of the episode titles, and we'll do them in 50 batches of 50, I guess, because that's like the. Uh, so right now we're looking at, even though it's batches of 50, it's 1 through 37. And according to this, Sleeping Me Podcast Episode 1 was posted here uh, October 18th, 2013 at 7.57 p.m. And the first episode we did was not the first episode I thought of, but it was like I was like trying to figure out what uh, it was the first episode I recorded. Uh, but it was about hauling oats, uh, what I want, I think. And it was just kind of d- analyzing that song in kind of a goofy, silly way. Very, very different than most of our episodes have been. It has a lot of music in it and it probably needs to be taken down because it has a people's music, but it was early on. It's just an experiment. Uh, the original content I had already thought of years, but like, like I think towards like, was uh, the the uh, Game of Drones and uh, After the Glass Slipper. And the closest I got to launching the podcast was uh, like After the Glass Slipper, which is our reimagining of kind of what happened to Cinderella after she became queen. And then Game of Thrones, I think I thought of Game of Drones, like uh, I almost started it like I think a year and a half before the podcast itself started maybe. So maybe June of either June of 2013 or June of 2012. Uh, June of 2013 probably makes more sense. So, and I just didn't have like uh, just was too like uh, caught up in the idea. So let's just run through these episode titles and then we'll do. I guess let's run through them. So the first one was about Hall and Oates. Then we have Twainsy, 
which was the walking duds, uh, then rats uh, to the dogs. And then episode five was you don't have to like a new dawn or accept it. So those were based on the TV show, which have always, like I was watching that show, The Walking D-E-A-D. And I guess at the time, I mean, there was no one listening to the podcast. I think I had like, you don't think I broke a hundred listeners till I broke a hundred. I don't know. I'd have to look back. Maybe took me a year. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like a 50, I don't know. So all these early episodes, uh, at the time they were coming out, it was just like, uh, I was just making them to, 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 to get an idea of if I was going to follow through on the podcast and what the podcast was going to be. And I think there are a few of those listeners still around, but, uh, so the second episode came out, I mean, I don't know when it came out on the internet, but it, it got posted October 30th, 2013. And I guess it'll be interesting. I don't know what the release schedule was back then. Uh, but the, so the, the first uh, the first episode was about uh, Hollow Notes. Then there was four episodes about The Walking Dead. Uh, but those did, all had kernels of what the podcast would become. Like The Walking Dead, I was like experimenting with uh, recaps, uh, like a lot of facts, the facts section that would be in the future uh, Game of Drones stuff, and then like a little bit of fan fiction or fanciful reimagining, uh, parody, whatever one's legal. I don't know if it's parody or satire, but you know, that kind of thing. Uh, then at episode six, we had Memes Strike Back, which was this character, Steve, uh, who's a famous meme or was back. This was November 10th, 2013, and he, I think he was a meme in like 2011. And it was kind of just like, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like a little bit too, um, I think it was funny, and it, but I think maybe like it wasn't like, I don't think it was mean, but it was like, I'm, uh, I don't know, I like this podcast to like where I'm the, always the foil or institutions or whatever, or rich super rich people are the foils and not... Uh, even, like, villainous characters, I would like them to be empowered. So I don't know if, like, picking on Steve was the best. And I don't know if it was. I haven't re-listened to the episode in a long time. And I think he's from Boston, but I think, like, since I'm from Syracuse, like, it could relate to the character. Uh, like, he just seemed like maybe somebody I knew. And then episode seven was another walking dud. And then episode eight was the first after glass slipper episode. So that would be our first uh, serial story. And that was important to me, like doing a serial story. Uh, and this was, I think, right around. So it looks like uh, most episodes were coming out once a week. And once we got to episode eight, uh, we went to a twice a week schedule. And I don't know, like this, so this was just a reimagining of like, what was, I named her Agatha, Cinderella's stepmother. What would she do after Cinderella became queen and how would she react? And this was one of the first story ideas that I'd had, like uh, leading up to like when the podcast, like, like uh, over the two or three years that I knew I was going to make, like I wanted to make this podcast, but I was still procrastinating about it. Uh, just because I found that idea interesting. I don't know. And then also the idea of um, serial stories at the time was important to me just because I had like old time radio was based on serials. And while I wasn't around when old time radio was around, I was around like when uh, P 
people my age were like rediscovering it or our parents were telling us about it or we were watching movies like a Christmas story. And I think my brother Carl was a big old time radio fan when we were kids or in high school or maybe college. So I don't know. I just like the idea of these goofy serial stories. So that was like where after the glass slipper and you'll see it became a thing. Uh, then episode nine was another walking dud episode called the convenient pirate. Uh, then after the glass slipper, and this is when we moved to a Tuesday, Sunday release schedule, it looks like. And then let's see, we had a after glass slipper, then a walking dud, then a walking dud at North Pole Chronicles, which was just an idea that came out of the kind of fan fiction side of walking dud. Uh, then another after glass slipper, we're at episode 13, we're already in December of 2013. And uh, so we were going back and forth between Afterglass Slipper and Walking Dud. And let's see, December. Then our first non, our first new, well, we had the meme. And then in episode 17, The Elf Nobody Knew. That was our first, like, improv story. I think I don't think that was written. And that was December 10th, 2013. And that was about an elf, uh, you know, that kind of was the forgotten elf. And so at this time I was writing, um, like I was watching uh, The Walking Dead and taking notes, and then I was writing After Glass Slipper episodes. And then, so at some point here, and not yet though, we, we're still on a twice a week uh, schedule. Then uh, episode 19, episode 18 is Frozen Reindeer Tears, which is a North Pole Chronicles. Then After Glass Slipper. Uh, then another, this was another story that was a little bit older. I'd written, uh, the year Rudolph's nose broke, uh, I'd used, I'd made that story up, uh, to, to, to put my daughter to sleep, uh, that previous summer. And I was like, oh, I could use that for that podcast. I never started. Uh, then another North Pole Chronicles and part two of Rudolph's nose broke. Now we're in December 22nd, 2013. Then a North Bowl Chronicles and an Afterglass Slipper. So a little break in Afterglass Slipper there. Huh, that's interesting. And December 15th. Uh, looks like we moved to a three-day three day a week schedule somewhere in here, I think. Uh, let's see. Afterglass Slipper. Then Call Me Canada's Wonder. Call Me Canada's Wonderland, maybe. That was episode 25. That feels like a more mature episode, uh, to be honest. I don't know what it sounds like listening to it, but, uh, like, that was another one where the seeds were there. Uh, it was about the song Call Me Maybe, which I think is um, a Canadian pop star whose name is Megan. I don't think it's Megan Trainer, but it, maybe it is Megan Trainer. I want to say it's someone that's name starts with a K. But they came out uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st, uh, 2013. And that was it, like just a, like a, someone describing what they thought the song meant. Uh, then the Tooth Fairy's assistant, which was another just one-off fictional tale. Then after the Glass Slipper, then the season premiere Get Bassos, uh, uh, January seventh, twenty fourteen. And now we're on a three day three day week schedule for sure. And this was like a, this was one of the mistakes I made. So. I kicked off, like, Get Bassos because I had that idea for a series. Then I had another idea for a series, The Florida Project, which was based on an idea I had just for, like, a story or TV show because uh, I, write, I wrote a screenplay about a retirement community. 
And I was always like, I had visited a few retirement communities, and I was always curious about the oldest profession in the world in retirement communities, and that would be an interesting TV show. And so I thought, okay, what if there's a character going to start, uh, like, going to try that in Florida, but he's not really cut out to do that? Like, be. And it was like, uh, again, we had no listeners back then, so it was very safe to try stuff like this. If I tried something like this now, like, uh, it was very, like, joking. It wasn't, like, encouraging the oldest profession in the world. And I tried to be as respectful as I could about it. Uh, but it was definitely, like, like a little too edgy for now. I mean, just like The Walking Dead, it would probably be too, like, a little bit too out there. Though I like to push the limits of the podcast. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible to make 500 episodes if you're not really... There's no way to sustain something like this uh, in the like like in, like in the like walking down the middle of the road, you know. Uh, but my mistake at the time was like so. I, I then now we have three serial series for a while: Get Besos, The Florida Project, and After Glass Slipper. And all of them were written. So I was trying to write an episode in like two days and then perform it, which was very hard. Luckily, we didn't have any listeners, like or very many. So it was like a risk-free period. And I would learn that lesson, like, okay, you can only do one written series a week. There's just not enough time. Even if somehow I was working on the podcast as my job, I don't think, like, I could write. It's it just, like, it, it just takes so much, uh, like, anybody that's written anything or tried to, it's, like, really hard. So so we were doing that for a while. So it would go, get Bessos, the Florida Project, and the After the Glass Slipper, and then get Bessos, the Florida Project, After the Glass Slipper. Uh, for a little while, uh, and at some point, so this is through January of 2014, and let's see how many, how many, how long we lasted. Uh, episode 38, uh, 39, 40 was still this alternating all three. Episode 41, uh, Canadian Johns in Mexico. That was uh, the Florida Project. I remember that episode. I don't know if it was like I had trouble writing it or like uh, I knew that at that point I was like, oh, this isn't going to work, uh, this Florida project. Uh, then after last slipper, then get Bessos into February. So now we're like uh, three years ago. Episodes in, these are the 40s. And then the Florida project I ended uh, right around my birthday in February. Actually, like, yeah. And, uh, then I tried to do another series. It was still uh, about uh, sexuality, I guess, or sexuality influence. Oh, wait, here's like, uh, yeah, Gap Essos. So then I tried another series, which is, again, something comedic I was going to write, not for the podcast, which was a mistake. Like, this was, this was a repeat of the mistake with uh, the Florida Project, where I said, well, like, this is already a project I've been thinking about writing. This is another. This was a movie I was thinking about writing. Because uh, at this time, February 2014, I was still writing screenplays, like just thinking, okay, like uh, I'm going to work on this podcast and I'm going to keep writing screenplays and see which one, like, a, like a, I don't know, like, uh, but uh, still having trouble uh, with the half pros that you use to write screenplays. And, and I was in rewriting something, and this was just a project I was planning on writing. And it was called Olympic uh, Sex, and it was about two uh, guys in their 30s or 40s uh, who were both divorced and single, or one's divorced maybe, and they're best friends. 
and they are trying to get into the Olympics because they've heard about uh, all of the loving that goes on in the Olympic Village, and they want to partake in that, and they want to be Olympians. Uh, so they're trying to. The, the, that was the premise of the movie or the project. It wasn't a movie. It was like something I was going to write that I didn't write. And I said, well, this is a decent premise. And again, again, we had maybe a hundred listeners. So it wasn't like, uh, and early on listeners, the podcast was much more, uh, not adult themed, but like looser and experimental. I mean, I think it still is, but just in a different way. And also I was less comfortable. So I was more likely to be flashy instead of having like a little more confidence like I do now to be subtle about it, uh. So, but I don't know, I can't shame myself or anything. It's like something I was going to write anyway. And uh, so, but again, it was the same mistake. I thought, oh, let me try to add this and we'll still do three serial stories. So this is February and we're doing Afterglass Slipper, uh, Olympic Sex and uh, Get Bastos. And that only lasted till the end of February. And then I said, I can't keep doing this uh so then I switched to just, uh, right, like one series. And so then I said, I, I can't keep, I can't keep up with this work. So, uh, at some point I just, we just started releasing only, uh, after glass slipper episodes. It looks like there was a couple bonus episodes in there. And, uh, yeah, then in March 11th, 2014 was the last episode, episode 55 was the last after glass slipper episode. Uh, then we just tried like experimental stuff. So, uh, Russia versus Ukraine gold medal match, the elf who wouldn't listen, a dream paradox of probiotics. That was a character, uh, now there's a podcast, like I haven't listened to it. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, Cathard, uh, he, he has a podcast where they interpret dreams. This was a uh, fraud Freud. Uh, he was a dream interpreter. Uh, then enjoy every sandwich, which was kind of about Warren Zevon. I think, uh, I remember a cafe I wrote that in. So it's weird how, uh, like I said, I got to get out of the house. So I went into the San Francisco and wrote in the, uh, what neighborhood was it? Uh, something, uh, coal, coal, coal Valley in a cafe there, 2014. Then we went to back to get Bessos, uh, episode 60, and just straight trying to get through Get Bessos. Uh, so still finding what the podcast would be. So it's like three Get Bessos episodes a week. So you can see how mistakes in early in the podcast uh, pay, paid off. Because, again, I didn't have a lot of listeners. So I was able to make this mistake of, like, uh, burning out, like uh, doing three serial episodes a week of different serials or the same ones, just not sustainable. And probably a little heavy on the ear, you know. So we did that till episode 70, and then at some point, like episode 70, it was a new feature, Trending Twitter Tuesday from Sunday, and that was April 15th, uh, 2014. And so then it looks like we would do two episodes of Get Bassos and then one episode of Trending Twitter Tuesday. So it started to give me a little uh, wiggle room, so then we get to episode 75, and, oh, yeah, here's episode 76. Uh, that was the episode that caused me the most trouble. Like, learned a poor and less than episode 76. It says April 29, 2014. No restarts. Uh, that was, like, one of the early trending Twitter episodes. So it was new. I'm not, I'm not trained in improv. So it's a huge learning curve. Uh, I mean, still a learning curve. Uh, 
And that one, I just wasn't feeling it. And it had, I think it had a really good episode about uh, uh, something, the goldfish that wanted to be a mermaid or something like that, the bunny that wanted to be a mermaid. And so that was hard. Like, uh, this one just wouldn't come together. And I didn't have the experience to just, like, ease off the gas pedal. So I even tried restarting and deleting. And there's just no way you can do that and come out with three episodes a week when you're recording. You have to get sound, and you have to be willing to release it, and you have to have, I mean, this is just stuff I've learned with this podcast. You have to, like, uh, stay calm and go with the flow. Like, whatever the story swamp gives you, you kind of have to stay calm and accept it, and and not every podcast is going to be, it just has to be your best. It doesn't have to be perfect. And so that was a hard lesson to learn, but I learned it, and I have never forgotten it. And it's interesting that I learned it at episode 76. And again, because these are public, these episodes, it is like a, might be hard to imagine, but it's incredibly painful at some level uh, to have something uh, go out, at least to that internal critic part of me. I guess like it's both sides of that coin. So the critic part of me, it's like this is going to be released to the public. This is humiliating and painful. But the flip side is there's really not, you know, the critic is really blowing a lot of hot air. But there's also another flip side, which is like it really keeps me motivated to work hard because it is painful recording if I'm not prepared or like I'm overthinking or overstressed. If I can't be in the moment, it's painful. And then releasing episodes that uh, the written episodes, if I haven't done enough writing, is painful. But it's a good pain that says, okay, let's just get this work done. So just a little interesting thing. So then, oh, then is this another episode I liked? May the fourth, fourth be with you, t- Twitter Tales. Uh, and at some point that would become, was that like something about Star Wars started to work its way in for a little while. And then we're, so we're still doing a trending Twitter Tuesday and then get Bessos, the belly of the cookie puss, uh, can of social media may even be a on tour, walking, our first walking tour of San Francisco, uh, Snakes and Ladders. These were some, I, I really enjoyed some of these uh, episodes. Turing Test to Save the World Cup, uh, 2014. Um, Lionel Messi's coach, sleep coach, Casey Kasem. And then at some point, I decided to start Game of Drones, Game of Thrones, season four. Uh, kicked off June 18th, 2014, episode 99. And that would be a fa- another important moment. So a lot of these important moments happened in our first hundred episodes uh, where, like I said, oh, okay, if I do these TV show recaps, it uses a different part of my brain so I won't exhaust all the, this other creative energy. So taking notes and riffing off of notes and stuff like that it's a different creative reservoir than improving stories, which is a different imp- creative reservoir for me than writing stories and performing them. And all those three reservoirs have enough energy in them to make one episode a week. Uh, and then it's not easy, but it none of them have enough to make more than one. Or in the case that they do, it takes a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, I don't know to elaborate any more on that. Um, so we started Game of Drones. That was Wednesday, June 18th, 2014. And at some point around here, my brother got married. Uh, 
Yeah, then Bernie the Butterfly's first appearance was episode 100. Then episode 101. I still can't believe I even made it to 100 episodes. That was episode 101. Like, it was our first, like, uh, recap episode. And that's a big milestone. It's a hard to make. Making a podcast is really, really difficult. Uh, and for, especially for somebody that hasn't followed through on a ton of stuff, this, that was a big accomplishment, 100. I didn't think I'd make it there. But we made it. And then um, Game of Thrones. Then we have Ray's first visit, June 30th, 2014. Uh, then uh, Superdoll kicks off at some point. Um, huh, is that the first episode? Toastmasters and Superdoll. Yeah, so uh, so right around here is where we settled in on the pace we would keep up for the history of the podcast, right around 100. It's interesting. So June 3rd, Superdoll kicked off, and then we would go, as we've been for 400 episodes hence, and that's what carried us, uh, was this kind of three-style system. And again, the audience was small at this time. And again, the show was able to grow with the audience. Uh, and I think the audience grew because the show grew in quality. And I think this is a turning point for the show of like being like, okay, let's, uh, we can do these three, these three things well once a week. Uh, this is what's going to work if we're going to keep making this show. And these are, again, the really hard decisions behind the podcast is how am I going to sustain this? Because it's not that hard tonight to sit down and record an episode. And it's like a Sunday night and, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, then to just keep it going uh, is is uh, is where the difficulty lies. Like putting it, for me, putting out one podcast episode is not that tough. But then be like, okay, we, then we got to do it again tomorrow. or And, when, and then with, with the day job and stuff. So... Um, this was just a really important thing to fall, to, to discover. So, wow, that the, right around episode 100, stuff started to come together. And so we did Game of Thrones, and we did Goonies musical episode, Superdoll. And, yeah, we just started getting in the groove. Superdoll, Game of Thrones, a Seance with not Abba and Napoleon. I remember that one was a good one. It's just weird. I can see myself in Berkeley thinking about that episode. Maybe, I don't know. And around these early episodes, too, I was, like, really uh, searching for certainty because the audience was small. And I was, like, I think I was, like, uh, at some point I stopped caring about growing the audience. I just said, well, the listeners will help me grow the audience instead of having to control it myself. I think, like, in these first uh, 150 or so episodes, the first year, year and a half, I think I was like under the illusion that I had control over the show of growing or being successful when really you only have control over the work, uh, like the process and not the results. Uh, but these are some great episodes. Here's our first real time recipe episode 118. So a lot of stalwarts came up, Bernie the Butterfly, real time recipes, mall walking is episode 121. Uh, Game of Thrones, so a lot of things that would stay with us. Another uh, uh, Ray episode, because I was getting over-reliant on that. I had to stop myself uh, at some point, because Ray is so popular that it's like, oh, well, that's going to be easier again, but I always have to make sure I don't burn anything out, or, or I don't know. I, I always have to keep in mind, now what's easy for Drew, what's best for the podcast, and what's most sustainable and that's good because it's expanded my boundaries. 
124 is pitching Tim Curry, our first pitching Tim Curry episode. Uh, more Game of Thrones season four. We're still on season four. Another Ray episode. So it was, I was doing a kind of a Ray episode a month back then until I uh, disciplined myself. And then let's see. So, and I guess people that listen to Sleep to Strange, you know, like some of these episodes are like, uh, then we had season four, another season four. That might have been the last season four of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, August 23rd, 2014. No swag at Costello Con. That was a fun episode. I remember that one. And a lot of these goofy episodes I liked. Uh, uh, then we're still in Superdoll. We're at episode 128. Uh, then we I started releasing these napcasts, which were the prayers uh, uh, from, in the, uh, Tom, I think, Tom and from, uh, and again, was like an experiment to see, geez, could I grow the audience of the podcast, which was, uh, I don't know, I really like the prayers and Tom and, uh, and the Game of Thrones episodes, again, so long. I guess part of me wanted to kind of feature that stuff, too. Also, sometimes, like, I would have extra space on my uh, hosting plan. And I would, at the end of the month, like, your hosting plan resets and your files get archived on, on the current, like, uh, so I would want to make sure I used all that space because I was paying for it. Uh, and again, I think at this point, like, all the expenses of the podcast are coming out of my pocket for most of it. I mean, uh, but it wasn't like uh, it was all doable. Uh, then August, we started uh, Game of Thrones Season 1. And we are still on Superdoll. And let's see, three words Serena wants to hear. That was a good one. Lord Snow, Game of Thrones season one. Uh, Outlanders is Skin and Willie, t- trending Twitter Tuesday. Uh, Big B, Little Alien, another Ray episode, September. So I think I was definitely leaning on that hard. Because it's just like making up the improv episodes is, is really, really, uh, now it's more experience, but still not fun. It's like something you always want to, um, procrastinate on uh game of thrones vikings versus 49ers uh, action movie uh let's see whatever happened to the transylvania twist so we still, like again i like to theme things seasonally uh when i can just because i'm a kid like i'm a kid at heart and watching holiday specials and stuff like that uh, uh damon d who's on the backup he made a song for that transylvania twist uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. A creature from the Black, Magu- Black Lagoon tells me he's originally from Big Goon. Again, that's just another favorite episode of mine. Yeah, it was improv, you know, made up. So, I don't know. I just like, uh, I remember making that and saying, wow, I really liked that one. And so then we're into another milestone for me. Like, these would be the two biggest milestones is 100 and 150. So 150 was uh, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, one of the ones towards the end of season one. And also the conclusion, 149 was the conclusion of the ser- series. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't the end of Superdoll. Oh, okay, I'm mixed up here. Um, but, yeah, 151 was like a one where I met Lady Witchbeard, the tale of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, full title, The Tale of a Witch Named Connie. Connie who would become Lady Witchbeard. And uh, that was October 20th, 2014. That was just a character I could never forget uh, once I met her. 
it'll be a while. I don't even know how long till we made the series about her. Uh, so then we're still doing Superdoll and Game of Thrones season one. Spokesperson from Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Ray returns. So again, a lot of Ray. Sis- Here's 158, Sisyphus Reborn. So that was another recap episode. Uh, can I talk a little bit about my struggles with addiction, I think, in there? And uh, that was November 6, 2014. So that's our one-year anniversary-ish. I think the podcast really started like being available to public around November 1st or somewhere between October 20th and November 1st, 2013. So there's a recap episode where, you know, I I think that was the first one where I was really personal and really tried to be vulnerable and it was not easy, but, uh, that paid off like that where I felt like that was a big risk. I mean, this isn't bragging or anything like, uh, where I was really nervous. When I put the episode out, I said, did I reveal too much about myself? Uh, but now I'll never look back. I mean, uh, the way listeners have been my safety net, uh, they can never repay that. Like the boundaries inside me and outside me that have expanded and how much I've grown past my limitations because of listeners help is, uh, unbelievable. Thank you. Uh, then another episode I really liked, Bjork Love Story. That was November 11th, 2014, episode 160. Yeah, then another real-time recipe one. This is still really popular. Uh, pasta and tacos, accidental Don, John Hughes. And, uh, that was only episode 161. I would have guessed it was like 250. Uh, let's see. Then we're uh, Reditation, another walking episode in November. So, yeah, we're almost to 2015 here. Still like eight pages or something of, uh, uh then another, uh, another, uh, Bernie the Butterfly episode, 164, Game of Thrones, uh, me and Salonic and Adino that dreams in silence. Uh, episode 167, a really popular episode, Fall Asleep with Snowy Woods Guided Meditation. That's really popular with people. A lot of uh, these napcasts were still going. Then the first Thanksgiving Day Parade episode with Greg, Ray, and the Gregor. Walking tour of Lost Island. Yeah, Heat Miser with a bowl cut. That was a, like, I, I remember making that episode. That was fun. Uh, cracking Nuts to the Nutcracker. These were all like themed Trending Twitter Tuesday. Then the Roberta Claus Foundational episodes. One of these scientists' Cold War on Santa. So probably a year at least ahead of time where uh, this idea of Roberta Claus, that Santa, um, why does Santa Claus have to be male, but started to like, uh, and then the idea of a woman named Roberta Claus, that she would be the new Santa, somehow sprung out of this story. I don't know exactly how. Then uh, uh, more Game of Thrones, guided meditation as a Christmas present. And somewhere in here, I start to hear feedback from people that are still listening to the podcast. I can remember some of these episodes and hearing from listeners that are still listening. Uh, so this is like, but the show has always grown small. So 150 episodes, uh, right around 150 was when Bobby Finger, who now he's risen to podcast greatness and writing greatness. He, he's on Who Weekly. And I think he still writes for Jezebel, but I'm not positive on that. But he he was the first person ever to interview me. And that was right around 150, somewhere in here. 
Yeah, and then I think the second time I was interviewed was, I don't even know, uh, maybe, I don't know, I guess, I, like, uh, but uh, just another moment where I was like, okay, uh, this podcast is growing unexpectedly, slowly but unexpectedly in, in ways where I was like, okay, this is going to become something. At some point, I, I like, I'm still at the point where I'm still trying to make it work, uh, but it's big enough that like the this podcast has this big audience now, so it's like uh, I know it's going to work now. I mean, I just got to figure out how to make it work financially, you know. But uh, uh, back then, like, uh, still maybe had a couple thousand listeners. I don't know if we, maybe we had a thousand listeners at one fifty, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember the statistics, but it was like, is this podcast going to grow enough? Uh, like, or should I cut it back to be a hobby? Because a hobby would be once a week or less. Once a week, this podcast would be really tough to do as a hobby even. But even back then, I was like, I don't think this is going to be a hobby. I think this needs to be a three times a week, and I think that it's going to keep going. And it was just pushing myself, uh, you know, like on the late nights and the weekends, which is kind of still the case, but uh, we're on the path. Um yeah, so last Royal. So then we season two of After the Glass Slipper starts up at some point in here. And I said, geez, I can't. So I guess so it's a tw- two years ago. Uh, we're looking at January. We're in the 180s. Uh, and I can remember these like they're yesterday. I really enjoyed uh, season two. I don't know. I really like Agatha. This is another big episode for me. 184 bathroom locks, boys tap in a dance contest. Cause that was about my relationship with dancing as a kid. Uh, Valar Morghulis, uh, my life with a perm 187. That's another big episode. That would become a, th- a recurring theme. Uh, plane ride. That was Andrea G who still listens to the show at some point. Um, they gave me that idea, uh, like, uh, interesting. Wow. So January 2015, uh, Dougie's Kitten Bowl Disaster Dance. That was uh, Eli H., another person wrote an article about that uh, from uh, Touch Arcade. He's a good friend of the show. Uh, then Mother Nature's first visit with Porto or Porto. And let's see, After Glass Slipper, Game of Thrones, uh meditative sleep uh with songs uh i don't know what season of game of thrones we're on here two or three then the olive breadcrumb pasta with young guns uh episode 202 can't believe we've had 300 episodes since this like this really is weird for me it's like okay this feels like uh 100 years ago and five minutes ago i recorded that episode uh, there's a file in here just marked Z, 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 Z. I don't even know what it is. Interesting. Uh, more After the Glass Slipper, Game of Thrones, uh, taught uh, by two teens and the 51A. I remember that episode because the 51A is the bus I used to ride all the time. Uh, Kanye's Laptop, that was, uh, was December of 2015. Uh, Florida's guided meditation. So this is when my mom was in, like, I was dealing stuff with my mom at some point in here in, uh, spring of 2015. Yeah. Florida sounds, uh, sounds from airplanes, uh, 
Uh, here's a thing you could record a podcast episode anywhere. March 31st, 2015, that, that episode came out. I recorded it while waiting for flights, like with a mic that I would never use, like uh, with condenser mic, just the mics built into my recorder. Because uh, at this point, like everything was bang, bang, bang. Like, so if this episode came out on a Tuesday, I was probably recording it on a Monday and then just staying up uh, to get it out on a Tuesday or re- recording on a Sunday and staying up or getting up really early before work. Uh, so they would come out like I was literally finishing the episodes like when and then they would come out. And again, it's still uh, it'd be a little while till I got help here with the show. But yeah, I remember recording that episode at the airports, uh, Dallas Airport and uh, Tampa Airport, I believe. Um, what else we got? Uh, that was two years ago, huh? Wow, that's that feels not that long. I remember getting food with my brother before. Also, that's our first website crash, our big first big website crash. Uh, who was it? Doctor Graham. Let me know about that. I think he was the first person. And I would return our RSS, actually, like our um, podcast host. And before I was managing it through the website, uh, Reigns Casimir, that episode came out April 5th, 2015. That was a big GOT episode for me. First Morally Safer episode, April 7th, 2015, 220. Uh, let's see what else. Geese Man, that was our first appearance by Wilford Brimley. And we're still doing After the Glass Slipper, uh, Spackle the Elf. That was the second, I think this is the second thing, appearance of Orange Lux. I think also that was the first time I talked about my hobby of listening to Knox, K-O-N-C-K-S, April 21st, 2015, 226. And then we're winding now in the, towards the end of After the Glass Slipper because of feeling in the pit of your lentils. And also season five of Game of Thrones, House of Black and White. It wasn't a premiere, so maybe this is like the premiere. Um, then there's a hypnotic sleep is what one episode's titled. It doesn't have a show number or anything. Yeah, High Sparrow. Wow, these episodes, season five, that must have been season five. Uh, what is this one? The cat in the new suit is in a swimsuit from T. Oh, that's from, uh, it's a Sir Pounce one. Uh, May 5th, 2015, Pop, a Mop, and a Candy War. That was another episode that was very, uh, I don't know, that I just really liked. I was really happy with how it turned out and the characters. And so then they ended up becoming a two-parter. Uh, so Keeper of the Candy Mop. Uh, and I think we needed to because we were, we were done with After the Glass Slipper. We didn't have a replacement. Yeah, and then another pitching Tim Curry, then a real-time recipe. So we, this was one of these times I was right trying to write a new episode or a new series. Then Mall Walking, uh, then Game of Thrones, uh, Tsunami Sofa. That was the most personal episode I've ever done. Uh, that was May 26, 2015, 2.41. So still a long time ago. Right along here is where I started to work, do custom art for each episode, uh, just because, I, I don't know, I like it. I like it. Uh, another good one, uh, swaddling a platypus-billed platypus. Uh, so now I can like hear a ton of people. like So the show must have grown at some point in here, because now 
these episodes. I can remember talking to different listeners uh, about these episodes. A little water globule trembling with joy. So, yeah, I know there's listeners, if you're hearing this, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is when everybody sent me the tea. So, to June of 2015, right around episode 250, that would be another milestone. Uh, cracker of jokes and cocoa spice and prisoner in the yellow pajamas. And uh, then a comm- Bernie gives a commencement address. That was June 2015. That feels like really like yesterday. Curse Dragon Love Story. And now we're getting to the tail end of this season at Game of Thrones. And then uh, this is when I used uh, 2050, June 25th, uh, case of damnesia and a thesis. I used uh, a thesis someone sent me. Uh, let's see, impeached by Model UN. That feels like it was yesterday. And then our first uh, Lady Witchbeard, I think, is getting ready to kick off. Uh, or it was a repeat, uh, remixing, reposting of a trending Twitter Tuesday, 151. Yeah, because we would do Lady Witchbeard would kick off. And Lady Witchbeard, at this point, I was taking things. At some point along in the last year, between 2014 and 2015, I stopped writing screenplays or rewriting. I don't know exactly when that was, but I said, well, like this is podcast. Like I can either do one thing well, like I don't have time, uh, like before and after work and on the weekends, uh, Especially, like, you have to write every day. So, like, I think at some point I was writing, like, working on a screenplay in the morning and then the podcast and, at night as far as, like, writing time. Uh, so at some point that changed. Uh, so Lady Witcher meant a lot to me and maybe some of these other series because it was like, okay, now this is my full writing focus. Uh, is like breathing life into these characters to, to meander around. Uh I can't tell you how ter- ter- terribly serious I take all the making the show uh, and creating it. Um, so then at some point, J- June of 2015 was when we started Metastas News, uh, 260. And it was Odios Estos Zapatos. Uh, Metastasis in Breaking Bad. Oh, no, that was episode three. Language learning and double TV rewatch all in one. And we're still redoing a lot of... Um, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of uh, um, nap casts are still going. Um, then a four, this episode got some emails. Twenty Fourth uh, of July parade with Ray and the Gregor because there was a sound like uh, sounds from the parade. So that was one of like it wasn't the old, first uh, um, ambient episode I did, but I said okay. After these ambient episodes are divisive, popular but divisive. Uh, and then Lady Witchbeard's episode two, and then Metastas News. This is when the podcast really fell into a groove, uh, in a good way. Like, I think that I'd finally grown into, like, the process. Up until, like, here I can just feel, like, uh, that, it'd be, that it fell into a nice rhythm, uh, work-wise, process-wise. So, yeah, we were doing, uh, then the one I did, the journey to an inner ear, and that was because of uh, Justin McElroy had said something nice to me, so I wanted to do something that was kind of nice for them. And Breaking Bad, and we're still doing these. Then uh, regarding algorithmic, what was that? Uh, I think that was one, 
Um, that, that might have been a uh, morally another morally safer episode. And yeah, because then 270 is another morally safer. Breaking Bad, um, Snowden. So this is still more morally safer in Snowden. Uh, then like uh, gr- grilling with President Gooseberry. I remember like uh, then uh, some of these I record. Like this was like the first time or this only the second time maybe I was recording away from home. So I remember some of these uh, episodes that came out in August. I was recording uh, like at, uh, at this cabin uh, in Lake Ontario. Actually, I was recording them outside in a screenhouse. Again, like, uh, amazing, like, uh, when you have a budget, like, because uh, I'm still doing everything myself at this point. Uh, like, uh, and, and there's still, I think at some point in here, we did do the T-shirts to get new equipment, but I didn't have on-the-road equipment. Uh, so I was, like, uh, recording into a condenser mic, actually, like, uh, on, on the top of my recorder. Uh, but outside with the lake, I, I made it work. You know, you, when you're, uh, that's a wonderful lesson this podcast has taught me. Uh, but then also in here is when I got nervous because the podcast was still not even close to sustainable audience wise. So I decided to try to make this a sleep show because they said, well, maybe I should make a daytime podcast about sleep. Uh, and maybe that'll help the podcast grow. Because at this point, we're in the 200s, right? And, and I realized how much work it was. Oh, we're almost to episode 300. And uh, I said, geez, I can't keep doing this. So, like, oh, I can't keep, like, there's no, we don't have a big enough audience. And, like, I'm working whatever, 60, 70 hours a week on the show in addition to my job. What am I going to do? Uh, so one way, and I guess this is another lesson I had to learn. It's like, okay, well, let me try doing another show. Uh, to get the audience. Uh, and it, I guess what I've learned in, in all irony was that, oh, wait, our audience is tied to the college schedule. Like, not all our listeners are college students or graduate students or high school students or parents of people in school. But I think when you combine all those things, it is. So when school's out of session, our audience doesn't grow. Like, uh, the rest of the whenever school's in session, our audience is growing. Uh, thus far, knock on wood. Um, so at this point, I didn't have enough experience to say, oh, the reason the show's not growing is because it's summertime. Um, so I was trying to wrestle control and force things by doing this sleep show. And it was fun, It was, uh, but it was a force uh, for the wrong reason. It wasn't a creative reason. or, And it would teach me another important lesson, which was uh, at some point, I was critically burned out uh, making four shows a week now instead of just three, uh, one of which was supposed to be about sleep. And, and, you know, that's pretty ironic when you're making a sleep podcast and you're not getting any. So I said to myself, what am I doing? The podcast is going to suffer and I have this wonderful audience and things are working. They're just not sustainable yet. Can it be patient? And I said, it, like, it just said, what do I do best? I make the podcast to put people to sleep the best, so let's focus on that. And that's carried me through. Like, at that point, it became a formal mission statement. I make the podcast to put you to sleep. Uh, before that, it was uh, what I said, but I didn't really know it was a mission statement. So now any decisions I make with the podcast, I say, is this going to help me keep making the podcast that puts people to sleep? Instead of saying, 
is this going to bring me certainty or I'm nervous or I don't know how to say, okay, is it going to help us keep making the podcast so it puts people to sleep? And sometimes, you know, not everybody's happy about those decisions, but that's how I process everything. Like, uh, oh, yeah, this partnership will help us keep making it because it's going to help us hire an editor. Or our most recent decision is like, okay, the, like with Farrell, is going to help us. They share a goal of uh, non-paywalled archives. So, and that's what I want. That's going to help the podcast that puts people to sleep. Or finding these sponsors or sp- some sponsors that have come to the show and the price. That, well, that, that, that's a lot of money, but that product, uh, like that just, like, uh, no, that won't work. Uh, so... It's like, oh, is that going to help us keep making? That's the thing. Not the next episode, but continue to make the podcast that puts people to sleep. So that's a lesson I learned here. August 20, 2015, uh, by making this sleep show that almost ended the whole podcast. Uh, and it would come, like, things would come out of this because then at some point I said, okay, I got to stop uh, uh, doing that. And uh, it would lead to me, like, months later. Uh, well, first, not, not that much longer, paying Chris Postal out of my pocket. And then, like, in maybe in October, November, and then uh, and then eventually starting the Patreon, which it pay, has paid the uh, editors ever since, like, the third or fourth month of the Patreon, we had enough money to pay the editors. And then it's helped to keep us uh, where... Well, yeah, like at some point, I mean, I don't even know when this comes out, if I'll start taking a small paycheck for the pay, from the Patreon or not. But yeah, so like like October, but it, like having an emergency fund, that's what I was about to say. Like, uh, So it's not just like, oh, we're just going to pay the editors and, and then I'll take the rest. It's like, okay, and then there's an emergency fund uh, so we can pay the editors. Because uh, without editing help at this point, I don't know, you know, so it's a, just like, again, it goes through that channel of is that what's going to help us instead of like what's easiest or it's like, OK, what's going to help sustain this show? OK, so we're still in Lady Witchbeard. We're at episode 15 and we're doing Metasta Snooze. And then we had another fun thing with a Harpsichord Dictator and Emperor Zola, like this Halloween-themed series. This is Halloween of 2015 for a few months uh, with my piano teacher and Drake and Mumble Bear and uh, who's that? Uh, uh, Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Osborne. Super Dave Osborne. Uh, let's see. And then uh, we finished up... Uh, Lady Witchbeard, then we had 310, we did How to Break a Story. I mean, what's crazy to me is that it was 310, like now we're at five, we're over 500. I've recorded over 500 episodes, so it's like, uh, you're telling me that was, uh, and that was a year, like uh, over a year ago, 2015, now it's 2017, yeah. So then, uh, Call Me Boris, that was a good, with the pillows, I can't believe that was over a year ago. Uh, we ran a repeat, uh, then there's the Shia LaBeouf thing. Uh, then we're getting ready to kick off Roberta Kloss. And Roberta Kloss is when Chris Postal started editing. So uh, he was editing these before they came out so they could, do, you know, we, we could learn how to do it. But uh, then uh, the Dickens Fair and these Claude Neon Report episodes and other Thanksgiving Day Parade with uh, Gregor and Ray. 
uh, flaky and lights on a lake. So now we're getting close to under a year. Like a lot of holiday themed stuff, which this year I like had less of, and I'm always like torn of what to do. But I guess I like watching Halloween, like Halloween and Christmas and uh, type stuff. Uh, let's see. Then we kick off. Let's see where we kick off. Get SO season two. Oh, protector of oak on stone fruit. That was three forty one. That was another important. I liked that episode. Uh, Burning the butterfly. Dust mode singularity. That was another good one. Uh, selling elements of style. That was the first Skip Essos, uh, episode. Explainers of Catan, Knox Knight. That was, Knox Knight was another one. I'm really happy with the end of that episode. And then we're like under a year. So yet a year ago, we started the Patreon and started paying like, uh, and the past year has been, uh, a busy, busy year. Let's see. Blame it on the bile. My interview with Spleen. Then we run through Get Bessos, uh, Robber Barons and Doilies. Uh, that was in May. Another uh, Morley episode, a Ghost Belt, and then Morley would pass away not that long after, which is sad. Adventures in Babysitting, that was another pitching episode. I liked that one. Uh, Who's the Dummy, Ventriloquist Dummy one. That one uh, is at, like at some point here soon we'll have a... Revisiting to that, Mr. T and me. That was a pretty. I liked that one. Ray returned to go to California Adventure. Was still going through some Get Bessos episodes and Metastas news. Imaginary friend re- reunion. That was a. I liked that one. Yeah, somewhere along here is this last year. Yeah, like a. Uh, April of 2016, when my aunt passed away, I was in Syracuse for that. Real-time recipe, a Joy of Dance edition. Wow, that was a year, well, 10 months ago. Yeah, Erie Canal Museum, an episode I recorded on a plane, Scoots and Ray on a plane. Uh, Birdbath, 395, that was a high, that's probably still like a very high, high point for the podcast artistically. I don't know if we've hit it hit it that high again. I don't know. There might be something recent. I've been like pretty happy, but that's probably like one of the happiest moments. That and water like where I was just like, yeah, I love making this podcast. Um, so that was May thirty first, twenty sixteen. We're still in Get Bessos, uh, twenty episodes. Uh, pool pa- pill pitch from Moranis. Uh, so now we're under a year where when we hit 400 in the early late spring early summer scooter versus messy bore down and we're in season 6 of GOT uh, sidekick lover I don't remember what that one was uh mirror maze metaphor get Besso season finale uh, yeah, get, there's the uh, season 6 finale of GOT oh so we must have paused uh did we pause uh, Metastas News for 10 weeks or something? Yeah, I can kind of remember the planning of this got complicated. It got so season in review. Then a check-in on Tom and 412, a season six recap, a GOT. Uh, then I took a week. I think I just did a week of uh, recaps of Tom and Pounce's adventures just to buy me a week buffer. Uh I don't think I took a week off. I mean, I was out of town for two weeks, 
but there's always like like if I'm running recaps, I'm almost always working uh, because like uh, at this point we have a couple week buffer just in case something goes wrong with the show or if I want to take a break. But I, I prefer to keep these muscles in shape still. Uh, then at some point, the listeners had sent me a quilt. I think that was earlier, but then I, the episode started to get released. Uh, like, I know I had recorded that one of the episodes a while before, but I was holding him, I think, until uh, Get Bessos was done. And then we had our first Carol King episode, which, wow, I can remember listening to that, going to have lunch with uh, Blake that makes a half-hour intern. Let's see what else. Uh, Known mower. So now we're into the last summer. Train carousel on location. Now when I did it, it came out in August. I think I did it, uh, made that episode in May. Recorded it, whatever the holiday is in May. Is that Labor Day or Memorial Day? Memorial Day. I think Sunday of Memorial Day weekend I recorded that. Uh, then the Dream Quilt Conclusion. Then kind of taught introvert on vacation. I don't know when I was on vacation, but uh, this one, the episode came out. Oh, I think this is what I did. I did like I stretched. I don't know. I tried to stagger some time off because uh, there's a, my life with a perm recap, uh, leaf losses, uh, Olympics opening ceremonies, Club Senseless, a new pilot series episode. What does that mean? Oh, there's no, Nuns in Space, the first episode, August, wow, August 18th. That's when the first episode came out. And we're still doing Metastas News. Date Moi, that came out, 427. Can't believe I've made like almost 100 episodes since then. And then we had Nuns in Space, a half hour intern crossover episode, uh, Dirt Bike Poets, Real Time Bed Assembly. Uh, a dirty Dowel House that I made for Helen Zaltzman, a Dirty Doormat, a Ray Caribbean Beach Resorts, uh, Nuns in Space, Lost Village, I did that for KDFC. Most of these I just did, like I told the person, like I didn't do it, any, like uh, that's like a, the radio station I fall asleep to. My Life with a Perm, Carol King crossover, Nuns in Space 8. And I'm one of the last 50 episodes, uh, Bernie the Butterfly debating with me about geese, nuns in space, Cardiff giant toe. Then when I was going on Harmontown, I was pretty nervous about that. But I did that episode about uh, using Dan's Harmon story structure for feeling nothing. Uh, another good date moi one, a great pumpkin review, Sylvan Beach Stroll. I liked that episode. Uh, Nun's Opinions, Knack Controversy, Dirty Sweater Dance, uh, Burbank Hollywood Piano. That was, from, that was on location from a hotel room. Uh, Kiss to Brook, Ray Universal Studios, uh, and then uh, Christmas, and then the holiday stuff, Christmas Tree that took a walk. That was a pretty good episode. It turned out well. Replay, like a, a Thanksgiving Day replay recap. Uh, Laurel and Hardy's March of the Wooden Soldiers, Real-Time Stuffing and Mashed Potatoes, Christmas Story Tale of the Tape, that was a fun one to make, too. Uh, then the Dickens Hair episodes, that was, those were a little bit tougher. Um, and then uh, TNG kicked off, oh, January, so yeah, now we're this year, January 1st, 2017, 479, Darmok. 
And I got Brain Bond Entertainer of the Year, January 3rd, 2017, 480. Uh, Nuns in Space was coming to a close. Then uh, Farpoint, then Tesla Haircut, and then a review of Nuns in Space. And then uh, Superdoll Stories kicked off. And, I mean, that pretty much brings us back to where we are. And, again, you know, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I mean, uh, I think that was a pretty sleepy walk down memory lane. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, like uh, I'm exhausted just going back there. So thank you so much. I couldn't do it. Like uh, if you weren't listening and sleeping to the podcast, I wouldn't make it. uh, It didn't help people. Uh, you know, I would have just cut it back or something, or, or it wouldn't be what it is today. The evolution of the podcast is because of you, and uh, the things that keep it going is because of you, the listener. And I respect and treasure the relationship I have uh, with all of you. And I'm so humbled uh, that you listen and sleep to something that I make. Thank you so much, and good night. All right, hey everybody, it's the Scoots here, and it's uh, this is a, I guess it's going to be a kind of Tuesday meandering style episode. I don't know where this is going to go, uh, but this is an episode to uh, sleepily celebrate 700 episodes. And I don't know if this will come out on episode 700 or when it'll come out. It's August 2nd when I'm recording this. Uh, and usually I record a little bit further out, but it looks like we'll hit that number in the next few weeks. Uh, so I said, let's get a 700 episode uh, out. And we'll take a meandering retrospective. I think the last time we did this was episode 500, though it may have been episode 600. But I think 600, we were just chugging along, and we went from 500 to 700. But I'm not exactly sure about that. Yeah, but up front, I just want to thank you. Uh, for If you're asleep, that's great. I'm here. Let me tuck in a little bit and uh, and just to enjoy your sleepy breathing there. Uh, but if you're a regular listener and you're listening to this during the day or you're still up, thank you so much for just listening to the show. If you listen to the show and, and uh, you've given it a shot, I really, really appreciate your time and uh, you taking the leap of uh, faith or, or just a need to, to give the show, you know, to say, let me listen to this and then to stick with it. Uh, because the podcast is a bit different um, and say, oh, this does help uh, put me to sleep or soothe me or for those of you uh, to keep you company in the deep, dark night or those of you that do daytime listening for cooling out or just relaxation or background noise, uh, uh, thank you. So I want to thank you uh, for listening. I want to thank you for your commitment to me uh, those of you that have gone beyond listening and interacted with me, told, shared your stories with me, supported me with your words. And uh, most of and the huge thing is sharing the show by word of mouth. Uh, you really, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, the show has grown uh, because of you, and you've probably helped someone else uh, fall asleep, and uh, you've helped me keep going, and you've... Uh, really validated the hard work I pour into the show uh, by telling me the impact you have on the show or sharing the show or just being kind. The kindnesses and encouragement are such a powerful things, especially that encouragement. Uh, and I've learned so much, uh, so I want to thank you for that. Uh, and uh, so those of you that have interacted with me or just spread the word about the show silently, I know you're out there. Like, uh, you don't have to let me know. I, I'm still grateful and thank you.
Uh, so thank you for that. And then I want to thank all of you that have supported the show financially. Uh, those of you that have uh, purchased things from sponsors, uh, supported the show like uh, in a one-time thing. And particularly in uh, the, those of you that support the show on a regular, ongoing, monthly basis, uh, uh, you, you, you like the show would, I say this, but it's true. It wouldn't exist without you. I'm so grateful, uh, because my ability to make the show, uh, comes from you and to sustain the show and uh, that you've taken that, that step and saying, well, I get something out of this. Let me support it. Uh, not only does it mean a lot to me, it really means the existence of the podcast. Uh, so, uh, sleep with me in its current state over the past uh, three years now, I think, uh, it would have stopped, uh, and, uh, without the people be supporting the show on a regular basis and those who support the sponsors are a huge help too, uh, cause Casper and, and uh, Brooklyn are with us on a regular basis and, and sleep phones is a little bit different, but a commission thing, but it still uh, is, is a big help. Uh, that's what keeps the show and it covered. So thank you for taking that big, rare action step of, uh, validating, uh, that the podcast has concrete value to you. And I hope uh, you, 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 you do feel really special and good about it because you, you should. And when you're taking that step, there is no small step, uh, because it is like uh, the, the, the percentage of you that do that are, are giants in my book. So thank you for that. Uh, and everyone, again, to circle back, though, thank you for this opportunity. I've learned so much uh, and I've heard so many stories and I've been able to be of service and take something that I enjoy doing and to help people that are in a situation that I really can relate to. And I really stress that on a show. It's like, you deserve a good night's sleep, and this is a way I think I can help uh, by distracting you with stories. And so you're really giving me an ch- opportunity to uh, really explore things. So, so, so what I propose to do uh, is just I'm going to just go into uh, uh, Radio Public because they have a nice way of listing the show all in a row. Uh, and then I'm going to just run, I'm going to scroll back. I'm going to pause it here. I'll go back to episode 501. It's just like the blue jeans and we'll start there. Okay. So looking back here and looking at the 499, 500, 501 and 502 episodes. And that is a good place to check out if you're new. 499 was the first episode of season two of, uh, Superdoll. And that was a pretty creative high point. Then 500 is a TNG episode. That was fun. 501 is a very, very personal episode. So if you want to know more about me and my journey, uh, that's probably a good episode to check out. And then uh, 502 is our lulling retrospective of the first 500 episodes, uh, which maybe I'll run that for Labor Day instead of uh, the... uh, Maybe, I don't know. I guess I'll have to look at when we're going to hit episode five, uh, 500 or six, 700. So that starts with our review here. So f- episode 503 was family at uh, the Picard edition. I broke the Star Trek, the next generation episode into, uh, uh, it was such a dense episode about family, about Picard's family and Worf's family, uh, that I did, uh, that I broke it into two episodes. Then, 
Uh, Phil Fushigi Riventine was a kind of a tribute episode I did for my brother, my brother and me, just because I love those guys and I love that podcast. And they really are as wonderful people uh, and as funny as they sound like on the show, uh, those three brothers, uh, uh, those goofs. Uh, uh, so th- that was a fun episode to do because that was a 2017, I think, was uh, – I think it was uh, Justin wanted to be the Ribbon Teen, 20 Ribbon Teen. But I can't remember what they ended up. uh, And I don't know how they ended up. I think they were talking about Fushigi Balls. So that was that. Then Project Platypus was another uh, Superdoll Stories. And Superdoll Stories was uh, the first half of the season was like a look back at uh, kind of the origin stories of. some of the Superdoll characters, and which was a team of superheroes uh, just sitting around. That was the initial season one early on in the history of the podcast. Uh, a team of superheroes sitting around waiting uh, to something. Uh, then there's an ad for Tripod, which was a March 2017, a kind of way to try to get more people to uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, then we had Worf's Family Edition. Uh, episode 506 episode 507 was a crossover tribute uh, to rob has a podcast my uh actually the only podcast i listen to about tv reality tv about a uh, tv show survivor and again rob just like the person he's just a really great guy and a really really enjoyable podcast uh and again another podcast uh, similar to my brother my brother and me night vale uh, a lot of other podcasts I love is like uh, that a podcast uh, done well can be about uh, whatever you want it to be, but can actually serve people that uh, mainstream uh, something they can go really deep. I think John Green said that once on a panel. I happened to, was lucky enough to be on him with uh, it can go deep instead of wide. And I think Rob's particularly good at that. Uh, then we had the Siren and the Professor, another Superdoll story. Um, I don't know whose story that was. The Siren and the Professor. Well, I think that was, uh, hmm, I don't know. Been a while. Uh, then the Inner Light was uh, one of the biggest and most beloved uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. Uh, and Lauren, uh, from criminal podcast recommended that one to me along with a lot of other people. Uh, so it was a real fun episode to do. Uh, then five ten was Lorna Dunes, which is weird cause they just performed this as a live show, uh, like a live version of it. Uh, that was a trending Carol King episode. Might've, I don't think it was the first one, but it was, uh, you know, an on and off, uh, thing we do. So that was Lorna Dunes. Uh, then Goldbug was another Superdoll story. Not sure, again, what, uh, <laughs> I guess it's been a while since I've recorded those ones. Uh, uh, then a Sleep, uh, Sleep with TNG episode, uh, Hide and Q. I always love the episodes with Q. John Delancey's brilliant. Uh, so that was cool. Then uh, 513 Under the Orlando Eye. That was like an on-location episode from the Orlando Eye, a big uh, Ferris wheel in Orlando on a kind of rainy, misty day. And it was on that with my brother and my mom. 
and that was really fun. And it was fun to be able to 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 get permission to do that. I was like, holy cow, I'm really lucky. Uh, then five fourteen, we had a Boastmaster, which is another super super doll story. I have a feeling that was whoever the rival was, Boastmaster. Then uh, five fifteen, Data's Day, another really fun episode. I think there's even a comic about Data's Day. Uh, five sixteen was Gaga and the Nightbirds, which was uh, which was uh, my uh, fictionalized version of Lady Gaga's uh, Super Bowl halftime performance. So that was cool. Then uh, we did uh, we had Goonies Week, which was uh, uh, something we really I don't know if we've done anything like that again. Uh, but we had three Goonies themed episodes in a row. Good enough to save Earth. That was a super doll story. Um, I think with like Goonies Goonies undertones. Uh, then we had my Tales of the Tape and my memories of Goonie Goonies the movie. Trying to remember the plot. Which I think not all long after that, I went to the movie theater and saw it, a, a, like a double feature. And then we did a live unboxing of uh, the Goonies game, which came in like one of the DVD uh, editions somebody gave me as a gift. Uh, then we did, so this must have been a break from TNG, a little short little break. Then we did Quit Running, another Superdoll story. Uh, then a view to a kitten, a tale of a tape of a James, about a James Bond movie that I liked. Uh, uh, then another semi, like an on-location episode from Sea Life Orlando. Faux Cousteau visits Sea Life Orlando. I liked that rhyme, Scoots. And so that was a fun little episode uh, that we did in uh, a cool aquarium, which gave me a lot of material. Uh, then in Soft Scripted Heroes, another Superdoll Stories episode. Um, and then uh, Back to the Future Tale of the Tape, which I definitely didn't remember Back to the Future at all correctly. Uh, then 525 was Spruce Museum, another really personal uh, fan- fantasy but also personal episode. Another kind of creative uh, strong point for the show, which was based on, like, I like to make... Uh, Sometimes when I would play fantasy play outside at my, in my yard, I guess particularly after I'd been to a museum, I'd make my own museums uh, out in the yard uh, for fun. So it's kind of based on that type of play you do as a kid or as an adult or that people get to do it as jobs, which is amazing. Uh, then we did a review of Superdoll. I think I, was, I wanted to do it in a sauna, but I ended up having to do it in a hotel room where I was waiting for a sauna to warm up. But, I, yeah, I definitely did this from a hotel room. I can picture the hotel room. And with Superdoll, I, I think I probably talked about this in the review. That's episode 526 is like, uh, it was a harder series to do because there were so many characters that I said, oh, like, the first half of the season we did their backstories, so it was concentrating on one character. Yeah, but that was our early series, and I said, I don't know how well this translates to sleep, the Sleep Podcast with that many characters. Uh, but I did find it an enjoyable season, uh, especially with their backstories. It was just when we got to the present day, that was a little bit harder because I said, well, I don't know. It's just hard to switch from all these different perspectives. Uh, it must have been halfway through the season, though. Uh, because I see some more super dolls uh, coming up here. 
Um, maybe that was the season one review. I don't know. That's interesting. Then 527, A Matter of Time, another good Star Trek Next Generation episode. 528 was Ray, beloved character, my neighbor, visiting the uh, Universal Studios tour. Uh, 529 was Hydrox, Enneagrams, and uh, Dumplings. That was another Superdoll review, I think, because uh, it's talking about uh, the Enneagram, which I used a lot. Uh, or en- Engram, Enneagram. Huh, that's interesting because there's three reviews of Superdoll. Uh, Maybe that was the Superdoll season. Uh, then uh, Cause and Effect, uh, which was uh, a uh, TNG episode. Then Water Table, Florida Water Table from Podfest, or about Podfest, which is a, a podcast conference in Florida and Orlando uh, that I'd gone to in February. And uh, really, Chris K and Katie K. And I got to meet some wonderful people. Uh, Jessica and, and Diane and, and make a lot of good friends, uh, Jonathan, uh, Shell, so many people, so many great people. Uh, it, it, it was just a cool, uh, it was a cool conference. It was really outside of my comfort zone. Everybody made me feel welcome there. So I did an episode like based on the business cards I got while I was there. Uh, then 532, Control Over Your Soup. That's another Superdoll review. So maybe I did like a real, I think I was reading right through the notes. So it was a really dense, maybe a uh, review. Uh, then we did the per- perfect mate, uh, which was a sleep it with TNG episode. Uh, that was a really good one. Uh, it was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, really good, really, really great episode. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. It's the episode of TNG, not my episode about it. Uh, then we had a walking, imaginary walking tour of the La Brea Tar Pits, which I had recorded right after I'd been there in a closet in an Airbnb. Uh, then in, Endless Introduction, I don't think this is our first Endless Introduction, though it may have been like intro after intro after intro after intro. And those have turned out to be pretty popular. I do it when during holidays and then... Uh, I think $10 and our patrons get two all-intro episodes a month, so really cool. But I know a lot of people are big fans of the intro. Uh, then 536, Measure of a Man, that's from uh, Sleep with TNG. That's a really classic uh, database episode. Uh, salad in Real Time, that was a real-time recipe episode about sal- making salads. Uh, and then this was a new series, uh, Big Farm in the Sky, Private Eye. This is a series I really, really enjoyed uh, making about uh, someone that went to the Big Farm in the Sky and became a private eye when, when they got there. And they, he got help from someone back and not in the Big Farm in the Sky, his uh, niece and her best friend. And uh, the niece and the best friend were, were kind of tribute to... Uh, uh, George and Karen from MFM Podcast, who have always been big supporters of Sleep With Me. Uh, then 539, we did The Game, another fun uh, episode because it has some action. And Risa from Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, then an on-location episode, uh, Dusk featuring Slurp and DJ Echo Bass. And that was a fun one. I don't know when I recorded that, maybe in February 2017. 
Yeah, but that was a cool episode. Yeah, because I think I was there twice in February, in uh, 2017 in February. And uh, it was a fun episode to make. And uh, we, we don't do release publicly on location episodes anymore uh, with the ambient noise. But they are like, if you ever look at our Patreon goals, they do get released based on uh, how many patrons we hit and stuff. Uh, a case of the Missing Moose from Big Farm PI. That was a good fun episode. That was his uh, second case. Uh, and then another Q episode, Deja Q with Sleep with TNG, classic, I would say. Uh, then episode 453, Daydream to Believe in. Uh, I don't know what this episode is. Uh, I think it must be a trending Tuesday style episode. Um, is that? Oh, no. Okay. Now I'm starting to remember. I think this is the one. Where I'm thinking, yeah, it's like based on my walk to work, um, and uh, like I was daydreaming, yeah, and I ran it like uh, where my walk to work, uh, uh, where I get fully immersed in the uh, in the daydream. Then five forty four was Yellow Snow Mystery, which was a big farm in the sky PI episode, and that like that was a really enjoyable one. I really had a lot of fun with the Big Farm in the Sky PI episodes. I'm sure it'll come back at some point uh, soon, though I don't have a date on that. Um, but uh, that one was just taking these ideas of, like, what would a mystery be if it was a sleepy bedtime story and it occurred, uh, you know, after someone made their way to the Big Farm in the Sky uh, then we have the Offspring, another data-centric uh, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episode, another really uh, heartfelt one. Uh, Bored Chromeless, uh, trending Tuesday-style episode. I don't know what this one's about. Uh, uh, as we hear some history about salons. Uh, so I don't know what happens in that episode. I mean, I'm just guessing that it was like a, like one of those seminar episodes where they like uh, you would rent the podcast out to the boredom seminar people. Uh, then another one, Missing Music Box, Big Farm PI, where they were looking for a music box. And that was a two-parter because uh, G, uh, the niece based in Georgia, was uh, a tribute to is it was uh, missing her music box. Uh and it was like, is the music box in this world, the Earth world, or the uh, big farm world? Uh, the next phase, I'm trying to think what the next phase was, Asleep with TNG. And I can't think of it. It sounds like it, uh, oh, is that one uh, with, uh, I think it was the one with Jordy and, um, let me see if I could uh, open it in a new tab here. Because uh, uh, I think it was with uh, Jordy and uh, Roe, Ensign Roe. And, uh, yeah, they become they get phased out and then phased back in. At 5.49, Bernie the Butterfly came by the podcast to talk about five seconds of summer swag. And I can remember being in my car and parking at work and maybe listening to the first cut of this uh and uh, trying to figure out, uh, in looking up, trying to look up swag about five seconds of summer. 
but Bermuda butterfly is like a grouchy butterfly that comes by sometimes. And, uh, he, you know, he really, uh, loves five seconds of summer. Yeah. 550 was Sleepy Seahorse Cove, which was again, uh, the conclusion of the missing music box. Uh, and, uh, G, uh, or maybe it's DK's missing music box. I actually don't know whose mis- music box was missing. Yeah, uh, but we're coming up on my favorite episode of uh, Big Farm P.I. Uh, 551 Imaginary Friend. Wow, that was June 18th, 2017. Doesn't feel that long ago. But, man, yeah, we've been through a lot since uh, June 20. Uh, but so that was a fun episode about an imaginary friend. Uh, Star Trek, this is TNG. And then 552 was slowly flying through the Fearless Flyer where we read through a fearless flyer, I guess it's probably for spring or winter of 2017. We don't do those anymore except on Patreon just cause, uh, it's a free advertising for somebody. Yeah, and they figured, well, uh, it, it, but those are really fun episodes. Uh, and you could check our goals out and see. Now this was one of my favorites, uh, 553, the dog that chased the moon. It uh, was a dog that just uh, was at the big farm in the sky, but just kept trying to chase the moon. And that was the kind of, I guess the mystery was, uh, I don't know what the mystery was, why or how to stop. I think the mystery was, can you get this dog to stop chasing the moon? It may be part, you know, always part of it is why is the dog chasing the moon? Uh, and then, yeah, it was a spoiler. And then it was like, can we get the dog to the moon? And I think it all, of course, got all got resolved and tied up in a bow. It's funny looking at all the episode blanks because everything is like over an hour, which is like, I think, the sweet spot, one hour and one minute or like uh, somewhere in there. You know, though we can't always hit that. Uh, then Rascals, that was a fun TNG episode. Uh, Blue Light Special, that was a, a look back and another adventure with my good friend uh, Morley Safer who uh, occasionally we had adventures with. This is a you know, look back at an adventure with Morley, uh, who, uh, you know, is in the reporting from the big farm now. And it had to do with missing, I guess it was another mystery, but not a, a big farm mystery. It's like the blue lights from Kmart. Uh, we were investigating that, uh, missing blue lights from Kmart's. Uh, then another big farm, uh, Waiting for Steve Jobs, uh, which was a fun episode, too. It was, like, about uh, for people that are fans of iOS Apple products, uh, there was, like, different places in the big farm for them to live, you know, depending on what iteration, you know, were they, like, the uh, Candy Mac people, uh, the more uh, uh, gleaming white Mac or more of the chrome uh whatever metal type silver, uh, you know, space gray. I don't know if we had a space gray back then, but that was a cool, fun episode to do. Uh, then we did elementary deer data, which was another, that's a fun episode. Then for the 4th of July, we had an intro, all intro episodes. It's just like this year. And for July 6th, uh, so I could take a little time off, uh, was another intro episode. Cause it's like, a. Other than Thanksgiving and the holidays, uh, New Year and uh, Christmas holidays is the slowest uh, 
time of the year for listening, but I still want to have stuff out, you know, for everybody. Uh, then we did the TNG episode Tapestry, uh, which I think is another, I guess I get that and Perfect Mate mixed up. Uh, when I think about Tapestry, I think about Perfect Mate, and then I think about the Perfect Mate uh, for my ears, which is Carol King. Well, let's see what that is about. Oh, Jean-Luc, uh, oh, this is when he goes back to his childhood uh, or to his time at the Academy. So that was a decent episode. Uh, I guess the tapestry of our, our lives. Then uh, 561 was the conclusion of the Blue Light Adventure with Morley, Distilled Blue Light Blues, uh, which was a, a good, you know, solve a case with mystery. Uh, then it was a 562, uh, Curse of the Cursing Notebooks. Uh, that was a big farm in the sky adventure that had some personal uh, personal uh, connections uh, to notebooks and kind of attempt at a personal healing journey. So I liked that one. Uh, then 563 was a Game of Thrones Season 6 recap. I think it like getting ready for the kickoff of Game of Thrones. Uh, so... I think what happened with that one was that was a new episode that I actually ran through Game of Thrones. Uh, let me just see, though. Let me take a look. I don't know if it was a repeat or a new episode. Oh, yeah. And that had a very popular, the Glee Duster is the intro for that one. That's a very popular intro. Uh, 564 Sands Day at the Beach. That was a Trending Tuesday episode. And the uh, that was a that was a memorable one. It was just a, a picture of uh, people getting ready to go, like a uh, uncle and his nieces and nephews getting ready to spend the day at the beach from a view of a grain of sand. So that was a fun one to wait, make. Uh, then Callie and the Clones. Uh, that was a big farm episode, uh, which was a really enjoyable uh, episode that I kind of barely remember. Then we kicked off uh, season. Uh, seven of uh, GOT and uh, with Dragonstone. I think I recorded that on like uh, on the road. I mean, I remember watching the episode twice on the road, and it was, I was excited for that season to kick off. I mean, you know, we're waiting for the next one. I think it comes out next year. Uh, then we had uh, My Life with HBO, which was a look back at uh, like like HBO's impact on me. And me looking through uh, TV like TV guides from that period to see what was on HBO that I might have watched uh, as a kid. Uh, this was another big, good, big, big farm episode. Uh, the case of the outshining crown, uh, which is, you know, who's going to be, 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 be wear the brightest crowns and, and think about that. And really kind of a journey starting with the big farm into like these more... Uh, archetypal childlike uh, ideas like maybe not based on anything but based on these childhood concepts of like oh well once there was a king who wanted to wear the brightest crown or once there was a queen that wanted the shiniest crown uh, then there was Stormborn that was another GOT episode uh, then another on location episode Lake Ontario can I call you Terry and I can remember this night like I was literally uh, lying in a beach chair on this rocky beach of on Lake Ontario at night. It was very, very windy and very, very wavy, way more than comes across in the recording. 
I don't know how, like, I remember recording it, and it was like an ode to Lake Ontario, that uh, my favorite, the greatest of the Great Lakes and of lakes, period. No offense to other lakes. It was really a love song, and uh, I was like, is this even get? Is this even going to be, when I was recording it, I was really all in due to, to these odes to Terry. And uh, I was like, is this going to be a usable recording? And it did work out like it, it was usable. Looks like we have two episodes 570s in here, so I'll have to fix that. But uh, 570 is a Rumble Tummy Bird, another big farm episode, a fun one. Uh, 572, The Queen's Justice. This is a good Khaleesi episode. Uh, an episode, I don't know what it is, Bus Rides with Scooter. I remember one bus ride episode from a while ago, but that's not this one. So let's see what I wrote in the thing. Also says is the wheels in the bus go round and round. So I actually don't know what that episode is about at all. Uh, I mean, because maybe I talked about the 51A. I don't know if I talked about other bus rides I'd been on because it says bus rides with Scooter. Because I know I had an original series I was thinking about doing Tales from the 51A. But then I thought, people don't want to go on the bus to end up on a sleep podcast, so let's keep any bus things uh, personalized or imaginary. Uh, then I think of really uh, closed bo- open books, uh, which is a bo- like a mystery about a book or books, uh, Big Farm P.I. And it was the final episode and one I, I enjoyed making very much. Uh, then the Spoils of War, which is another Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, post Khaleesi, uh, Jamie's in that. I think that was one with uh, J- yeah Jamie. That was a good cliffhanger between the Queen's Justice and the Spoils of War. Yeah, then five seventy six was a, a crossover I did with a Meditation Minis podcast a Shell, which was the idea of a chair there to comfort you, whether you're flying or you're going to have your teeth looked at, uh, that a chair will be there to keep you company. Uh, 577 was a review, a lulling overview of Big Farm PI. Uh, 578 was Eastwatch, a Game of Drones episode, Game of Thrones drones. Uh, and he, that was a mem- I'm trying to remember, uh, uh, that episode, East Watch by the Sea, they call it. Uh, then there was Desert Island Serial, which was where I had an adventure with uh, uh, Boo Berry, Count Chocula, and Frankenberry. Though I think, yeah, even in that one, I quibbled. How come Count Chocula, how come the other two are, you know, are those two related, Boo Berry and Frankenberry? And I know that at least around Halloween, that serial gets re-released now that someone bought the rights to it. So keep an eye out for it. I don't think I've bought it, uh, but, you know, I'd like to. Uh, and I should probably should get some shirts with those characters on there. Uh, then we had a big one, a big return for a lot of the hardcore fans of the show. Uh, it was a return to Agatha and after the glass, a slipper. And this was our first season three of anything, I think. I'm pretty sure this is our first season three. 
and really a, a show I worked very, very hard on, a series I really d- delved into uh, with the lessons I had learned from the last two, were these uh, serial series, uh, even if you never hear them, I think will put you to sleep uh, for some people. I mean, I believe all the podcast episodes, it's like the work that goes into it is what really results in people being able to sleep. But uh, those ones that really dived into like uh, uh, fairy tales and myths and stuff uh, to give the give it some uh, uh, to give to give it some support each story, and it was based on Agatha and uh, I think her co-teacher who may have been Penelope. I don't I can't remember who her co-teacher was, uh, but that uh, they were teaching the, the 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 children of this new kingdom they lived in. Uh, who were, uh, some had a, a background from the, the fairy world and some had a background from the human world. And they were trying to create a, a class uh, about respecting the myths of the fairy people because uh, they had lost, you know, because of everything. And Cinderella is still a great leader, but because the fairy, like, uh, their kingdom had been lost. Uh, yeah, 581, great episode of Game of, Game of the Drones, uh, the, the show, Thrones, uh, Beyond the Wall. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure Tale of the Tape. I really had a hard time remembering the plot of this, and uh, it was uh, that was one of the tougher tales of the tape. I said, how does my brain not remember Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Uh, then we had Clam King and the Seasons, which is a tale of Clam King and Manella, uh, which uh, someone pointed out recently, uh, they were listening and said, is this about Persephone? And I said, yeah, it's pretty much based on the tale of Persephone. I think that's who it's based on. Uh, I'd have to look at my notes. Uh, uh, then we had 584, The Wolf and the Dragon. That's when the Khaleesi and uh, Jon Snow... Uh, uh, I think, uh, connect. Oh, no way. Yeah, I guess that's when they finally connect. And, uh, <laughs> Tyrion's just standing out there, which was, uh, interesting. Uh, and that was the end of that season, which was saying, man, I can't believe that season came to a close. Uh, but I guess it was like a kind of two part that'll close with the last few episodes of Game of Thrones. Then we got to walk around Disneyland with my neighbor Ray, which is always a joy. Uh, 586 was, uh, Damag and Jalid, uh, which was, uh, it could kind of like a, uh, meta meta. It was like about, uh, the first Star Trek, the next generation episode we, we did, which was about, uh, uh, I'd have to think, uh, I can't remember the, the words, uh, they used, uh, and then about, uh, at Beowulf and, and uh, anyway, just like a lot of myth on top of myth on top of myth. Uh, then we had uh, Game of Thrones season seven recap. Uh, and if you don't listen to Game of Thrones episodes, I, I strongly suggest checking them out. They're, they're a lot longer and they have uh, the coverage of the episode, then the coverage of the facts of the episode. Then they have Tommen and Pounce and then they have... Uh, uh, prayers to the old gods and the new. So really, a uh, really long and uh, I don't know different episodes, and we make uh, labor intensive for sure. 
Uh, 588 was Kayak Cruise. It might have been our last uh, on-location episode, though. We'll find out. Maybe there were some one or two others. Um, yeah, I think maybe there's one or two others. But that was an episode I recorded in a kayak. Uh, and, again, it's just like uh, the on-location episodes are a bit labor-intensive uh, to uh, support just uh, for, for the free podcast. Uh but uh, those are fun ones, and that was a fun one. I was in a kayak looking for uh, great blue herons. Uh, Five eighty nine, girl without bird song. So that was an after glass slipper episode. One of my episode when I look back at it, I, I can remember making this and writing it, and the myths behind it and stuff. Uh, so powerful episode for me, just making it uh, and uh, thinking about it. Um, uh, Captain's Holiday, that was a fun game, of uh, Star Trek episode. So TNG was back. And that was Picard's trip to Risa, which everybody was happy about. They said, finally, Captain, you're going to relax here. And he said, what do you mean? Uh, okay, then um, uh, 591 was another kind of tribute crossover episode, things I might have wrote as a kid. And uh, that was... Uh, uh, based on the podcast, grown-ups read things they wrote as kids and a live show. So just another podcast to do for you to check out. Um, then Mother of All Alchemy, which is after the glass slipper episode. Again, kind of probing at some myths. Uh, then we jump to uh, TNG. Uh, the Naked Now, which was, I think, the second. Like, there's a the first two episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation season one was a two-parter, or else just a really long episode encounter at Farpoint. And I think Naked Now is either the second or the third episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's pretty out there, so it was just wild that it was like uh, that early on. Uh, really out there, fun episode uh, to check out. Okay, here's some back-to-back ones. Uh, this is one's called On Summer's Horseback. Uh, this is when uh, it was was not on location, but it was afterwards recounting a, a, a horseback ride I did. It's a really popular episode. I hear from a lot of people about it. And it's because I think because it's true. Like, uh, I think the reason people like it is because I was riding a horse. Uh wasn't particularly my forte, or within my wheelhouse, they said, okay, my daughter wants to go for a horse ride. Well, let's go. Um, but then, uh, so then what I did to pass the time was talk to my horse, whose name was Summer. And I whispered to her, and I sang to her, and I, I negotiated with her. Like I said, let's get through this summer together. And don't, you know, don't don't be sympathetic to my vibrations. Uh, please, Summer, please. And I think that's a, something a lot of listeners have uh, a relationship with. Uh, 594 was, again, another after-the-glass slipper magic frog song. It just inspired by a really cool myth, uh, or uh, I think a Grimm's, uh, Grimm's tale. And uh, that uh, I was able to kind of reimagine in a way, or pretty pretty big way, change it around and say, okay, well, if this was, it was so, uh, I don't know. Again, I, I just really 
I can picture the journey that the story goes on and almost experience myself. And uh, that doesn't always happen, but I think that's an important part of the show is that it can give you a physical and visceral journey. Uh, and I could take it, I could see cobblestones and being outside of buildings, this frog, uh, uh, then Cupid, another Q, fun Q episode for TNG. Uh, then another experimental episode, uh, Trending Transcript Tuesdays, with a with a machine transcript of a Lady Witchbeard episode. And that was just an experiment, pretty bizarre. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think it went okay. Um, and then Dueling Butterflies was uh, after the Glass Slipper episode. I don't know what that one was about. Let me look it up, actually. I have no clue. It's weird how some of them come back to me instantly. Uh, but it's like each of these episodes represents like about 20 hours of my work. Uh, so that's like uh, between where we are today and now, that's like uh, 100 times 20. So 2,000 hours of work since I made that episode. And it's just the episode work, not uh, putting the podcast, everything out. Let's see what it says about that. Uh, don't worry, Hamilton fans. No burrs will be harmed in this podcast. Uh, only lulls will be cast by caring siblings for you to sleep to. So it doesn't really give us a lot of details about what happened in that episode. Dueling butterflies. Uh, so it would have been butterflies trying to top one another. I can't, I'm trying to think of like what myth or what, uh, um, after the glass slipper dueling butterflies. Usually I remember all of these. Well, clearly not all of them, but I really can't. I mean, I can picture beautiful butterfly wings flapping and relaxing us, uh, and, uh, unwinding us. And I'm sure Bernie was mentioned in it, but, uh. Uh, dueling butterflies. I guess when I get off, I'll have to check it. But I'm sure it was like a tale based on either a myth or a fairy tale. I'm just trying to buy some time to see if my brain remembers it. Plus, well, we'll just stop here. So what I'll do is I'm going to look up the note. Look up the notes for that. Five ninety-eight dueling butterflies. Uh, let's see, because the next episode was the 599 The Chase, which is Star Trek The Next Generation episode, pretty close to the end of our Star Trek coverage. Um, and uh, the reason we haven't gone back, we, we will be doing some Star Trek coverage either soon or, or concurrent with this episode when it comes out. Um, but the reason is it just, just uh, it didn't realize how, like, some people just, uh, the, the uh, like, a large percentage of listeners just won't listen to the Star Trek episodes. And I know it's some people's favorites, so I've tried to find some balance, which is to do just a few episodes. Uh, that way, uh, people are getting the episodes, but uh, it's not a, let's see, so I'm sorry, I'm messing around in my, trying to find a folder with the uh, the notes here. What did I say? Dueling butterflies. I wonder if my notebook is here. And that's what I'll bring you to sleep. And then what I'll do is, uh, and I think this would take an hour. So I guess we'll do another recap of uh, uh, 600 to, to the current thing. Let's see here, though. Show notes after the glass slipper season three. I see uh, it'd be Nella. Uh, 
Shelley Part 2, Statue, 12 Children, uh, Damag, Frogs, Bezel, uh, Syllabi. Maybe this was one that was, maybe this episode never existed because I don't see, I don't know, this one is, is uh, mislabeled. Uh, well, this one was based on an episode of Weird Science. I don't know which episode this was. Uh, oh, this is Alchemy. So that's the mother of all alchemy. Statue of uh, 12 children. I wonder what this one was. Maybe this was the dueling butterflies. Oh, I think this was. So it was based on the 12 children. Uh, or, uh, one sister. I think this is it. About uh, that they all get a king regent. Uh, six sons, uh, six daughters, uh, fairy godmother to help over watch over the children. Uh, Twelve children play together. Uh, meanwhile, the queen has uh, her own. So that was with his first family. And then his current queen has a boy and a girl. And uh, they go, oh, the, all the kids are living in one tower by themselves. The brother and sister find them. And say, hey, they, all these kids are playing in a playroom in a tower in our castle. And uh, then they get sent off. Uh, and I think they get changed into butterflies. And then they return. I kind of remember this. At the end, everyone, the girl rules forever. Uh, all the children have a uh, moth birthmark on them. Uh, Prince Regent wants more children. This is still a kind of notes. Uh, Queen relents. This is okay. King makes a page playroom. Sends the children out. Uh, uh, Twelve strands of ivy. So a little bit. Uh, that's a little bit about it. Uh, basically a tale of uh, the children turning to butterflies, helping their sister by carrying her, and then turning back into her siblings. Uh, so I hope as you now picture a flight of beautiful butterflies uh, and they're gently rocking your bed if they're cool with that and, and maybe they're carrying you into the clouds uh, or maybe you're nice and snug in your bed on the ground or maybe the butterflies are just outside gently flapping their wings uh, with a beautiful restful sound. As you get more comfortable and drift off, good night. All right, everybody, this is our second retrospective episode, looking back at uh, the last uh, 600 episodes, or the last 100 episodes of the podcast. And actually, I'll be looking into the future uh, before release, because I'm recording this uh, in early August. Uh, but again, just like in the other one, I, I couldn't have make this show w with without you. Uh, so thank you so much for all of your support, all of your listening. Let me really tuck you in bed. Uh, it really is an honor to be here and tell you bedtime stories and to help you go to sleep or to keep you company in the deep, dark night or to keep you company in the day when you might be under some stress. I can't tell you... Uh, I, I mean, maybe you can feel it because I can feel it in my chest and in my uh, gut and in my heart right now talking about it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't expect. Uh, to, so maybe I'll do a little bit of a personal retrospective, a quick one of the history of the podcast. And then um, 
of the history of the last year and then go into the last 100 episodes with maybe some personal, I don't know, but I'll, I'll keep it sleepy. Don't worry. Uh, cause me, we, we, we definitely 700 episodes are pretty far from the beginning. Uh, cause when I started this show and some of you may not know that, uh, this, uh, I, I really, I had no experience in podcasting or broadcasting or being recorded or performing on the mic. And I also had no idea that this podcast would work out. I, I wondered, I, I said to myself, why isn't there a bedtime story podcast for grownups? And I'd said it for years and, and uh, and I said, and then the answer would come back from another childlike part of me. Well, why don't we make it? And I would say, no, 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 that's not for, we, we can't do that. Uh, that would be, you know, that's too, you know, we don't have that uh, experience. We don't know what we're doing. We couldn't make that. And that kid-like voice would come back and say, come on, let's make that podcast. I think we could make it. And, and if you've heard the history of the podcast before, you know, that was something that went on for years. I said, no, no, no. And he said, well, we love all these podcasts. Uh, and it was uh, recently, it was just exchanging tweets with Brian from Coverville, which was one of the first podcasts I started listening to on a regular basis in the aughts. I don't know what aught, uh, in oh something, oh five. I don't know what year it was, but... Uh, and that was one of the shows I said, oh, wow, you can really make a joyful... Podcasts are a joyful thing. And they can really be about anything. And Brian shows about cover songs, and it still continues to this day. And he's in the podcast Hall of Fame. He's been doing it since the beginning. He's also on the Morning Streams. I know a lot of Morning Streams shout out because uh, I know a lot. Of, uh, you know, we have some crossover in our audience, which is really cool. So. Uh, like just hearing stuff like that it encouraged my child, Brian, whatever. I don't know if Brian is an inner child. I think he probably does. But say, Hey, well, his, look at, he's making this fun show about cover songs. Uh, back then there were shows like Dawn and Drew and, uh, Scott Sigler had these audiobook style podcasts, uh, uh, those were two other ones as my kid was like, Hey, look at the, look at the, look at these shows. Uh, and sometimes, like early on, I would listen to podcasts with other people, and they wouldn't they wouldn't feel the same. And then there was a uh, this podcast. Uh, what was it called? Uh, WDW uh, Today, and it was these guys, uh, these five guys, or was he Len, Mike, Mike, and Matt? And then sometimes they would have another guest, uh, like uh, talking about like. Uh, in depth about the Disney World theme park, and it was just so interesting to just hear these. Like, like it was literally like I was getting to look in through a window on their lives, even though a lot of stuff they talked about was subtextual, and there'd be tension between them. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was ostensibly they're just talking about Disney theme parks, but it was like hearing it. It, it just felt like I was getting to inhabit, uh, like being John Malkovich in each one of them. And, uh, it, I don't know, it was just another one that I said, wow, you really can make a podcast about anything and, and, and just do it. And at the time, I think the big podcast, uh, was Ricky Gervais's like a repurposing of a radio show, uh, as a podcast or as a pod, radio, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I never looked, I think I have looked into the history, but, uh, it was uh, Stephen Merchant, Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington. I think that was Carl Pilkington's kind of, 
a big debut in the world. And it's just another very funny, very different, especially from American radio. And again, my kids said, wow, look at all this stuff. And there's so much other stuff that I was listening to. But those are just a few examples. And I said, no, no, no. We like, uh, they, like, and I kept putting putting that idea to bed and saying, not listening to that call. And then at some point I did listen to the call. And we'll skip over the, the years between them. Uh, I kind of talked about it on other shows, but... Uh, I, I, I was trying other stuff and like I, I had uh, kind of slowly been starting to commit to living my life a little bit fuller. Not in a, and it was a slow, very slow uh, journey to do that uh, and to take some action where I could. And there was a lot of uh, a lot more backwards motion than forward motion, but there was still some forward motion. And then at some point, uh, one of the things I was working on did not work out. And uh, I remember, and I've talked about this in other places, I was on a, I was on a bus uh, during a, tra- the train str- a transit strike where the trains weren't running. And so it was a local, like a very, very long bus ride with a lot of stops and a lot of people uh, just because uh, the trains were down and people were trying to get to work. It wasn't like a bus you would normally commute uh, on. And... Uh, this project kind of imploded with the other people I was uh, um, collaborating with. And right at that point, like I knew that project was done. I had time every week committed to that project. And this part of me said, hey, why don't you start that sleep podcast, right? And I I said, what? what? Uh, Yeah, where you were working on this other project, uh, just start to work on the sleep podcast. Just put, put it in there. And I said, uh, okay, uh, okay, yeah. And I said, just do it because otherwise life's going to close up and uh, you won't get a chance to do it. I think you should do it. And I said, okay, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so I did it and uh, uh, I just started. Basically, it's a non-dramatic thing. I was looking on YouTube and the Internet for how to make a podcast. I borrowed some equipment. And I said, let's just start trying to make this bedtime story podcast for grownups. And let's start, like, from what I had learned on the Internet uh, and from listening to people that had been making podcasts. Uh, one was podcasts aren't a money-making uh, 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 thing. Uh, two, it's very hard, especially when you have no, so I didn't have any expectation of that. And then I said, well, it's very hard to get people to listen to podcasts, uh, especially if you don't have an audience. So I said, okay, that's good probably, those two things, because I don't know what I'm doing. And the consensus seemed to be that it took three years to, to get people, like, to build any kind of audience. So I said, okay, well, two to three years usually, but it definitely is three years is the consensus. But it's easier to say, okay, well, two to three years is a little more palatable. And then another consistent piece of advice, and not 100%, like, uh, this is a gray area, but, a sh- like, a stronger is if you don't have an audience, uh, releasing something on a consistent basis uh, will help, uh, uh, you know, that's better than just releasing it randomly. Uh, for me, it's like, in uh, that work, just, okay, so have a deadline, and I did think about it when I was making the podcast. I said, well, people are falling asleep and if, if this podcast did work and I was listening to it, I would want it on, I would want to know when it's coming out and I would want it to be out then. And so that's something we've always kind of stuck to is like really having a consistent schedule 
uh, even down to the time, I, unless there's a glitch uh, that the episodes come out, uh, which uh, they think currently is 4 p.m. Pacific on Sundays and Wednesdays. And then what happened was I started making the podcast and I started putting it out and I, I was learning. And you can listen to the kind of the the content side and the lulling retrospective of the first 500 episodes. Because uh, in that first 100, 100, 150 episodes is really where the current state of the podcast was born uh, from all the experimentation not so much in the, the 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 content of the content, but in the creation of it, and, and saying what works, what's sustainable uh, for the creation standpoint. And at some point in there, probably pretty early, on, I was settled on a three time week schedule because I said, well, if I was listening to podcasts again, I would want it five nights a week if I relied on it to fall asleep. And I said, well, that's not impo- that's impossible. And he said, if I push really, really, put a lot of work in, I can do it three times a week. And also there's a part of me in my mind that said, well, if it's three times a week, uh, yeah, maybe that'll be good for the audience. Uh, and uh, then I said, okay, can I do that for two years? Uh, and that became my goal. That was my goal pretty early on was like, can I make this podcast? Uh, well, first it was like with the goal of making it for two years, but having points in between to be like, can I make two episodes? Can I make eight episodes? Can I make 20 episodes? Can I make 50 episodes? And I think when I got to 50, I was like, I'm definitely making this for two years. And, and that was like a, a bit of a, like, not having a little bit more. I think I may be overcommitted. So that war was tough uh, because because between 50 and uh, there was 250 episodes between episode 50 and two years. Uh, but I kept at it for two years. And at the end of two years, I said to myself, uh, uh, well, can we, should we keep making this podcast? Yes, but uh, is this sustainable? And the answer was no. It was just uh, the podcast uh, is like making a podcast uh, like this is the equivalent of like a, at least a two or three person a team. If each person's working like a normal work schedule of like 40 hours a week. And I was also working a job this whole time to pay my bills and keep the, you know, and pay the bills of the podcast, uh, which at the time were sm- like smaller because the podcast was smaller. But at the end of two years, I said, okay, well, we have an audience. Uh, and I think at the time, maybe at the end of two years, there was like 10,000 regular listeners, which is really, I was really grateful for that. And, and uh, that was a really something that said, okay, this podcast does have potential. And so then I forget if I committed for another year or two years. I think I said, okay, well, I think I said, can I make this sustainable in a year? Like, otherwise I'll have to stop. Uh, I think that's what I decided. Maybe I said two more years to make it sustainable. Uh, I can't remember, but I said, okay, like, let's see if we could get it to a number of listeners where it's sustainable, like where it could sustain itself, which is at the time, uh, I don't think I think this was more not prevailing logic or consensus, but more just a internet opinion was like, oh, if you have thirty or forty thousand regular listeners, you could definitely pay for one or two full time positions. And I did find out that for my podcast, it wasn't true because it puts people to sleep, uh, so it makes it a, it adds this extra hurdle of trying to pay the bills uh, when people are asleep. Uh, but so I said, I think I said by three years, if I'd be around that number, 
then maybe it's it'll be like then I can find a way to to sustain it. And I think I, I'm not sure my memory is not perfect, but I, th- I think around three years we're right around that number, like thirty, forty thousand regular listeners. Uh, but in there, I don't know if we, like when in three years we never we didn't really have any money. We didn't well we didn't have any money coming in. We had a tiny bit of Amazon money coming in. Mostly, I was still subsidizing. Well, no, mostly I was subsidizing the, the podcast with my free labor. And then all, you know, any money I would spend, I would have spent on myself or, or like, uh, my, my leisure money. Like it was like a expensive hobby or something like that. And it, 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 at the end of three years, I think this was three years, but maybe this was two years. I don't know. I said, I don't think I can keep doing this. Like, it's just no, like, uh, it's, it's easy to do something like this for two or three years. So maybe I'm getting two or three years mixed up, but, but I said, uh, I need help. I can't keep putting this episode show out three times a week. It's just not uh, achievable. And so I, uh, I was like, okay, well, how, what can I do to get help? And I think we tested it. We t- we tested some sponsors in there at some point, and that didn't really take hold as a reliable source of money. And then at some point we started the Patreon, and I said, okay, if I could bring in enough money. Uh, to pay someone to do the the first edit of the show, the editing, like after it's recorded, editing the episode, uh, so it's pretty much ready to go. I mean, I would listen and 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 you know make any changes. Uh, like I, I said, maybe I, if I could get help and I could build a Patreon, it to pay for help with one episode a week and then two episodes a week with the goal of getting to three episodes a week. I said I could keep. I think I could keep going. And actually, like, before the Patreon started, I started paying out of my pocket. I said, well, I found someone, Chris Posty Posterson. I had heard his podcast. He had done the theme music for the show. I knew he was talented and capable. And so I think this was, yeah, like, I don't know if this is a two-year point or the three-year point. Uh, right around then. I think it was November or October. So that was right when we started the show. But I don't know if it was after two years or three years. Uh, that Chris started working for the show and I started paying him. And I also have a philosophy. When you work on something for free, you realize that that's kind of like sets this uh, not great precedent. And you realize like how much like uh, work goes into the show. And there's a lot, the spectrum of audio editors is of pay is pretty wide. And I knew Chris's talent. And so we agreed on like uh what I think, I mean, I would love to pay him a lot more money, but it was like, a, like, a, like he said, well, if I was doing this, how much would I want to get paid an hour or per episode? So we found a price that I was comfortable with and Chris was comfortable with and uh, that I felt was reasonable by the quality work uh, and uh, like, like livable. I mean, only as a side gig because it's not like this is a, it, the, the editing is not a 40-hour-a-week work. And so I kind of built the Patreon around that. And then I started the Patreon. But I still had in the back of my mind that at some point we'll have, like, like all the rest of our bills like would, become, would be paid before by sponsors. Just because that's, like, a lot of the podcast device out there. And so a lot of my budgeting and stuff was like, okay, well, when we have sponsors, regular sponsors... Uh, that's how I'll be able to pay myself and I'll be able to like pay some of the other bills. 
And the Patreon will be like a, a supplement or, or, you know, the Patreon will be like a, the sponsor will be our A option and the Patreon will be our B option for funding. And then we had like CD, like uh, affiliate, like uh, sleeve phones and uh, what else do we have? Uh, like uh, affiliate, like Amazon and stuff like that is, is other small, very small, but still any money helps uh, funding options. And again, this isn't all. I'm I'm, I'm winging this, so I, like, there's definitely some probably holes in some of this stuff. Uh, but then I started the Patreon, and I guess like uh, when you start, you do something for free. And some listeners told me this. It's like doesn't is this podcast is very valuable, uh, but sometimes your esteem gets mixed in with it, and it's not always the most positive version of your esteem. And I started to think, well. Maybe I'll just ask for listeners for a dollar. Like if I could have got 10% of the listeners at a dollar of the show, I said, I mean, I guess part of me still always blown away. This was, well, how hard would that be? It should be easy for sleep with me. Uh, even though the prevailing logic was only 0.5 to 2% in like uh, 2% is like really uh, uh, nearly unachievable of your listeners will support you on like a, a platform like Patreon will pay for something free. Uh, but I was a little, I think I was more delusional. Like, I mean, I have a good relationship with the audience, so it's a little delusional of like uh, what was possible. But I was also scared of just asking for more money than a dollar. And so I asked for a dollar and I thought we could get 10% and then maybe one or 2% not a dollar. And that was actually like a big error. Uh, Cause one, we weren't able to achieve uh even come close to that 10% number. And it kind of let a lot of our initial patrons know, oh, well, like a dollar is all Scoots wants or needs because uh, that's what he's asking for, which was a totally reasonable conclusion on their part. And so all, a lot of the initial people that became patrons uh, were dollar patrons, which is like usually your core you get in the first three or four months uh, of your patron Patreon. And but then a, a couple of listeners, particularly Julie C., one of the moderators, said, "You know, this is a like I don't think this is a, okay. Like the podcast isn't just worth a dollar to me, and it shouldn't be worth a dollar to you if you're working ninety, eighty, ninety hours a week uh, and a day job to pay for that. Like, uh, isn't it worth? You know, uh, are you sure you're not just uh, you're devaluing the podcast for?" And I said, "You're right. Uh, I am." And so then at some point we changed to focus. And also, like other realists said, you can't get 10%. And the numbers were clear that it was like uh, we'd never get to 10% of support. Not even – it was just 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 almost like it's a mathematical impossibility. And so that was a little bit tough. But we said, okay, well, let's just go back. We'll, we'll keep doing this and we'll see how it goes and we'll, we'll take it one step at a time. And this was somewhere in, yeah, between years two and four, which all kind of becomes mashed together. And I said, okay, now over years two and four, we'll try to make this sustainable because at the end of year four or end of year three or end of both years, I was like, okay, if this isn't sustainable, I have to stop or cut back. I guess it was at the end of year three. And at the end of year three, it wasn't uh, sustainable. I guess it was the end of year three, right? Uh but it was get, getting there. And I said, oh, geez, well, it's just a matter of getting the sponsors. Uh, we're still, we had Patreon support of maybe 1% or maybe somewhere in 1% of the listeners. 
And while we had like a lot of uh, dollar patrons, because the initial sign, the way I conducted it, it was still good signs. And then, and then we had on and off paid sponsors. And uh, it, like I was like, well, sooner or later we're going to get like uh, we got Casper, you know, and Sleep Phones is an affiliate sponsor, which is a little bit different. But it, it was like, okay, sooner or later this is all going to work because I know it's working. It's putting people to sleep. I'm uh, consistent. Uh, but it was still a lot of work. And then again, I got a point where I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, it's just not sustainable for me. And I started working with my job and my vacation that I'd let build up and uh, work, trying to work flex schedule and trying to cut back at work when I could. And, and then like trying to be like, okay, what can I, can I do some of this part time or some of this from home? Uh, but it was clear, like, that that wasn't sustainable either. It was like, okay, I need, like, I was like, uh, it, it was t- t- approaching a place where I had to make a, a leap of faith, but one with my, uh, with you know, my fam- my daughter in mind, in reality in mind. And it wasn't, like, I knew emotionally I, I like, had listener support, and there's a g- hardcore group of listeners that are supporting the show, but I said, well, uh, you know, still like a leap of faith, like, and I'm, I'm a person that overthinks and is, you know, anxious and stuff. Uh, but at some point I took that jump and, uh, I guess that was the last year, but I said, okay, again, if I'm taking this jump, this show has to like, now it has to be sustainable because I'm leaving my career, which I had a pension and stuff. So it was like my, what was my main, you know, it was like, oh, that was what I was planning my future around. Uh, but I also, over the years, had attained a lot of skills. So I said, okay, well, I know I can produce and make podcasts. So I could always do, do something else in the podcast business. Uh, not a big not a big deal. And then towards the last year, I guess that was four years. So I said, listen, we got to – I was honest with myself and the audience. I said, okay, I have to start looking at what's sustainable, like uh, – what is paying the bills and what is not paying the bills. Uh, and so that was like, at first we tried to get funding to make sure to cover the cost of sleep to strange. And we weren't able to do that. And so we stopped putting out sleep to strange as far as a free show. Then it was like, okay, should we keep really, it takes a lot of work to put the show out three times a week. Uh, and it limited my ability to try to, uh, pursue other opportunities to keep the, to make the podcast sustainable, which was, so I said, okay, can we, is it realistic to keep the show uh, three episodes a week with the number of sponsors and patrons we have? And at the end of the year, it was like, no, it's just not, it's just like, uh, like not sustainable for me as a creator or uh, looking at the numbers. It's just like, okay, we got to cut to two a week. And that was a really good decision because it enabled me a little bit more space uh, to interact with the audience, uh, to interact with the podcast community, and connect with other podcast uh, people that are creating podcasts. And, and it was also like right around the time I left my job. So all this happened in the winter, like uh, the end of 2017. And so like I left my job uh we tried to focus. We had some other shakeups in there too, uh, but actually, it wasn't like because the Patreon was uh, was it was, it was still in a place uh, where it's like okay, I still need to get this going, and I still need to get more sponsors. 
it was like, I guess in some sense I had made that leap. And, and, I, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm committed to this podcast now and committed to find making it sustainable. And I said, okay, well, I do have all these tangible skills, so I don't need to, and I don't need to worry. And because I was connected to more uh, people creating podcasts, uh, like uh, the people at Night Vale Presents, uh, people at PRX and Radiotopia, and just a lot of my independent friends uh, creating podcasts. Uh, it was like I was able to get some, you know, better advice and, and say, okay, well, I think this is like, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, and uh, to be like, okay, let's 2018, let's just see how it goes again. And I guess like uh, when you're listening to this, it might be further along. I, we still are and like see how it goes kind of state. Uh, uh, but it, things change faster now, a little bit faster. So it's like, okay, I think by the end of 2018, we'll be able to keep making two episodes uh, a, a week, uh, free episodes. And I'm pretty confident we are, but I, I, I like uh, we keep assessing things and saying, okay. Uh, but, in, and uh, I mean, the people that support the show, it's been amazing. And I think it's not an issue of uh, people that don't want to support the show. It's just an issue of people falling asleep uh, very fast, which is like, uh, so podcast has kind of been a victim of its own effectiveness and success. And it's just like a, like an overall apathy, like in general, like to say, uh, well, if it's free, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just a strange thing to pay for something that's free or to not passively or to not pass. We're, we're kind of also taught to like passively consume advertising Instead of be like, oh, Casper and Brooklyn and sleep phones are part of what they keep the show going. Uh, so, so it's just like, uh, and then when you're already sleeping in bed, uh, we've able to like the people are also great about word of mouth. So the show's been able to grow in that way. And I just learned so much about myself about uh, like about that people are there to support you, uh, listeners and other podcasters and friends and family. And that you can take these leaps and it's okay to have doubt and, and to be a little nervous or AAFRAID uh, because it isn't outside of your comfort zone. It is outside your comfort zone, but it says, okay, it's not an all or nothing thing either. Uh, you, you'll be able to find your way. And I can parent myself and say, you know, I'm here to take care of you. It's okay to be afraid. Let me pat your back. We're going to do the best decision we can. And we made a good decision. We have a podcast with uh, about 150,000 regular listeners. Uh, maybe at the time you're listening more. And uh, people that really are invested in the show. And uh, people that support you. People that benefit from the podcast. People that interact with you. That shower you with kindness. Uh, and there's a lot of people that believe in you in the show. So it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And... Uh, Let's just take it one step at a time. I mean, that's kind of where things are. Like, I think I have trust that it's like, okay, things are going to keep growing. We're going to add some more sponsors. We're going to get our archives back up, and uh, we're going to keep the show at two episodes a week. That's what I'm working for uh, here towards the end of 2018, I guess, is my goal is to get the archives back up, make sure they're sustainable, and make sure the show, the free show, is sustainable twice a week. Uh, and, and, uh, yes, and I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll, we'll get there, uh, uh, cause we got a lot of great support and I want to thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, I guess I've gone off, uh, so let's run through, 
Yeah, okay, so here we are. Let's run through 600 and to now. So 600 was seven stages of banter, which, again, I can't believe that was 100 episodes ago, but that was a fun episode. Another uh, board win seminar episode. A statue of Love, that was another After Glass Slipper episode I enjoyed. A little One and Mother, that was uh, with Troy's mom and Picard and Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, Fearless Flyer review in, in October. Uh, that's funny. Uh, maybe that was our last Fearless Flyer review. I don't know, but uh, that was a good one. No, I think we did one with Pumpkin Pie Spice. Uh, Pop Quiz After the Glass Slipper. Yesterday's Enterprise, uh, TNG, uh, Hamlet with Brainbots. That was October 24th. Holy mackerel. Uh, that was like about me procrastinating, going to see Hamlet, and then being happy I did. Uh, Castles in Compromise. That was another After the Glass Slipper episode. That was good. Uh, Fistful of Datas. Uh, so we're getting towards the end of, oh, we're getting ready for the launch of this new Star Trek Discovery series. And then 609 Costume Nostalgia, that came out on Halloween. I know that was a popular episode. It was a fun look at, uh, you know, nostalgia for Halloween costumes. Uh, Quilting Clues, that was another After Glass Slipper one. Uh, Context, and then we did Star Trek Discovery, but I think, like, I enjoyed the show. It was just a matter of a combination of the paywall, um... And, and I guess, like, just at Star Trek, uh, just having trouble with a, a large number of listeners not listening to the Star Trek episodes. Uh, so I think those two things, like, and it was like I didn't love, I liked just Discovery, but I, would, I didn't love it so much that I said, okay. Uh, then Talking Bogs, that was another on-location episode where I talked to a bog. Uh, don't look back. That was with Talking Bogs. Was with uh, who was it with? Uh, uh, Vi- Viola, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, don't look back. That was a cool after glass slipper episode. Then another discovery episode when doves and lambs fly together. Uh, then a healing kind of personal fictional journey. Clouds heal. That was like because I kept failing quizzes for clouds. Uh, in like fourth or fifth grade, uh, teaching valuations. That was towards the end of the, or maybe that was the last episode of After the Last Slipper. I think it was. And choose your pun. That was another Star Trek Discovery episode. I think that was the last one we did. Plus, it was up against the holiday season. Uh, Apple at my core. That was a fun one because it was like a look uh, at apples, which I love, and uh, apple picking. And even like an Apple coaster, I think. Uh, home, then we did a tale of the tape for the movie Home Alone. Uh, then I did an episode about snow sledding, like a little trip, uh, immersive trip of snow sledding. Uh, then as a pole turn, as a North Pole turns, that was a holiday series, a short holiday series, uh, a soap opera at the North Pole. Then we did tell the tape for the movie Scrooge, which was, again, a fun one. Uh, we did a Holiday Knocks with Dan and Muskie. That was with Dan Harmon and Elon Musk uh, helping uh, uh, find lost pets. And then Stormy Sheep, uh, which is another As North, North Pole Turns episode. Then we had our first Doctor Who episode with a visit from Charles Dickens. 
just because it was the holiday season. Uh, then the Macy's Parade recap, Happy Pucks. Uh, still, that was like the best parade ever, just because of the this guy. He was dressed as a puck. I think there was two of them, and they were dancing, and they were so happy. It was I still can see it. Uh, then a, uh, um, a holiday, uh, per, like a Macy's, uh, oh no, uh, then the, as the North Pole turns, uh, uh, another episode, Melorama. Then uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Tale, the tape. Uh, then a, uh, like the, the two characters from other holiday episodes, Elf Nobody Knew and the Christmas Tree That Took a Walk, uh, went on a walk together. Uh, then the just finale of uh, As the North Pole Turns, North Pole Coco Square Dance. Uh, then we had Peeping Leaves, was which was a leaf uh, episode, uh, like uh, where I talked about leaf peeping. Uh, then on location episode from Stowe Lake, uh, and this is when we moved to the twice a week schedule here. Uh, then our first, uh, then we started doing regular Doctor Who season one. Uh, and when that first episode was Rose. Uh, then we interviewed Jenny, the new username generator. That's another creative high point for the podcast. I can't believe it was all the way in January. Uh, then we had Lentils and Plastic Toys, which was a look back at uh, both uh, After Glass Slipper and. Um, I think that's what it was. And, uh, let's see, Jenny, the username generator. Yeah. And, uh, as the North Pole turns, I think, uh, uh then it, I, uh, I feel fine. Another doctor who episode, uh, then, uh, pitching Curry and Moranis episode. I pitched them in a hall and Oates musical. Still haven't heard anything from anybody about that. Uh, then we kicked off our new series with uh, Fairy Tale River Ride. Uh, that was a theme park series that uh, never got a name, uh, but it was about a young woman in a theme park. Uh, then Friends in London, another Doctor Who episode. Uh, then Food Pilgrimager, which was another, uh, what is that called? Uh, Fearless Flyer episode. It was called Food Pilgrimager. Uh, then another ride episode, Dark Side of the Pretzel, from the theme park series. Uh, doctor Who won once, uh, twice, uh, thrice a doctor. Another good creative episode, uh, Weathered Weather Vane. Another one I was happy with how it came out. Uh, I wanted to do a story about a weathered weather vane. And it, again, took some turns I didn't expect. Uh, gliding over comfort, uh... That was, uh, like, I don't know if you've been on that ride, Soren, but that was, uh, what it was about. Then Comic Dalek, uh, I didn't even realize that kind of rhymed. Comic Dalek, maybe I did at the time. Then a Carol King episode where I went on an adventure with a label maker. Uh, then a theme park ride, uh, theme park uh, with oceans. Yeah, then 648 was a long game. That was another Doctor Who episode. Uh, 649 was another um, interview episode uh, with uh, Matter Matters. It was a TV show, Matter Matters, I think. Uh, episode 650 was Curly Sue Rush, which is based on, like, uh, what's that ride called? Or influenced by Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Father's Day, that was a Doctor Who episode, real-time real, real recipe, real-time real, uh, with my Instapot, uh, 
real recipe under pressure in real time. Uh, then Panda Force, uh, which was kind of influenced by the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland. Uh, let's see, Empty Snorchild, that was a Sleeping with Doctor Who episode. Then we had a Fairy Tale Gloom game unboxing, where I unboxed uh, the game Fairy Tale Gloom. Uh, then we had a theme park episode, uh, Conservatory Reading, which is kind of influenced by uh, the land. Yeah, then Fan of a Fan, which was kind of an episode about fandom, and particularly that I'm a fan of my fan. Uh, then we had Dr. Dances, another Doctor Who episode. Uh, episode Romcon Con, which was uh, had a little bit of tingler in there. I wrote Romanflits. It was about me going to starting a romance convention uh, and then going to a romance convention where I didn't have books. I had Romanflits, uh, romantic pamphlets. Uh, Toy Town. That was uh, about, uh, like, uh, what's that, Happy Little World, what's it called? Uh, a World of Journey. I don't know what that ride's called, where all the kids sing. The Small World, yeah, that's a Small World. Thanks, Brain. Uh, then Boomtown, another Doctor Who episode. Uh, that uh, Like, really getting close to the end of that season. Uh, Central Park Regret came out in April. That was... Uh, I still say Paul Simon should make a song about that. That was kind of a, a fiction reality melded. Uh, Heart of a Candy Band. That was a um, theme park ride episode. Uh, Bad Wolf. Uh, that was a great Doctor Who episode, one I really enjoyed. Uh, 665 was Friends of Mario and Sonic, where uh, I said, who are all these people that hang out with Mario and Sonic? It didn't, I was like, what the heck? Uh, Let's look it up. Triple uh, uh, Six was Jungle River Journey. I thought Triple Six was going to be a Doctor Who episode, but it ended up being Jungle River Journey uh, a theme park episode. Uh, 667, Parting of the Ways. Uh, that was the last Doctor Who episode. Uh, 668 was Skywriter, where I uh, met a Sky, I tried to save Skywriting. Uh, successfully, by the way, but it was fiction. It was fictional, but I successfully saved skywriting. Uh, Six sixty nine was the finale of the theme park series, Caretakers Carousel, uh, which part of it took place in the Carousel of Progress. Uh, Six seventy was uh, a good place. Episodes one and two, a good place to sleep, based on the TV show The Good Place, and that was kind of like a surprise. I, I said. Uh, and he said, okay, I don't know. I just love the show so much. I said, we're going to do this. Uh, uh, Bell Biv de Bib. That was uh, for Memorial Day. And that's all intros episode. Uh, then we had uh, the Alice uh, Isn't at Brunch. Uh, the Alice Isn't at the Big Farm crossover. It's a great podcast from Joseph Fink. Uh, so that was a fun uh, crossover. Then a review of the theme park series, a little run through. Yeah, then uh, episode about Tahani and Jason, Good Place, uh, episode three and four. Yeah, three and four. Uh, then a comparison of the Pirates of the Caribbean rides with Ray, my neighbor. It was a good episode, I think. It, like it, Ray kind of said, the Disneyland and the Disney World uh, Pirates of the Caribbean rides are very different. Or not very different, but 
And Ray wanted to come on and explain to people all the differences. Uh, then another new series uh, that we're still in progress right now, Stan Chronicles Episode 1, uh, Nuns in Space. Uh, Stan Returns, Stan and Scooter. Uh, then the Good Place to Sleep episodes five and six. Uh, then the Lemonade Experience, another kind of different episode uh, yeah, where it was just about, just about sipping lemonade on a, on a porch and uh, idealizing that. Uh, then the Stan Chronicles 2 where Stan's on the artist's journey uh, working his way through that. Uh, then 680 was a Good Place to Sleep uh, episodes seven and eight. Um, uh, then the Bernie the Butterfly tote bag episode where Bernie the Butterfly comes out and talks about tote bags at 681. Uh, 682 is the 4th of July, so we did an all-intros episode, more pillows than a fancy hotel. 683 was smelling space with uh, Nuns in Space episode 3. Uh, then we covered Good Place episodes 9 and 10. Uh, 685 was Cloud Tower, which was kind of like an air traffic control tower in the clouds. And also kind of meant to be soothing if you're flying, you know, if you're in the air, you know, you're in a tube, you know, thing. Yeah, for people that don't like that. Uh, uh, then Letter to a Younger Soda Machine Self, uh, that was what, Stand 5, uh, 2, 3, uh, 2, 3... Maybe four? I don't know. Yeah, I guess four. Uh, then um, A Good Place to Sleep, episodes 11 and 12. Uh, then another Carol King episode, Mothership Connection, with a little bit of uh, a Funkadelic in there. Yeah, then a 99PI crossover, or tribute, more of a tribute uh, to Roman Mars and 99% Invisible, uh, where... Uh, and would mash up too with uh, pitching uh, Moranis and Curry. It was pitching uh, uh, Roman uh, Mars, uh, Rick Moranis, and Tim Curry on the movie. Those are like a, a, lot, a lot of layers in there. And when I record this last episode release was 691 Palm for, Prom, Prom Free, uh, Stan Chronicles Episode 5. Uh, which was uh, about a you know prom that you didn't it was no a no date prom so a kind of dream prom uh, so that's all this release so let me see off the top of my head if I can figure out what's coming next uh, without looking uh, six ninety one is a good place to sleep episode thirteen because yeah, I was just listening and editing that one yeah, so that would be 692 would be a visit to the New York State Fair, a little history of the New York State Fair, 691, 692. 693 would be Stan, uh, part six. Yeah, just listen to that one, too, but I don't want to, you know, spoil him. Yeah, 694 will be uh, a Troy, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episode with Troy is the main, not, she's, she, she's the lead, she's in command of the ship, uh, I had to change the title of the episode to Troy. I can't remember what I named it, but uh, because the name of the episode's not very sleepy. Uh, Six ninety-five should be a uh, should be State Fair. Another visit to New York State Fair. Uh, it'll be interesting. I guess you're hearing this after this all come out with uh, more details about the New York State Fair and memories. Uh, 696 would be Stan Chronicles Episode 7. 
uh, which progressively gets more and more interesting and more and more sleepy. What is that, 696 or 697? I don't know, 690, uh, well, my finger says 7. So 697 would be Star Trek The Next Generation, and I don't know the order of the release. Uh, let's see, there's Allegiance is one of them. So let's just say, I don't, th- I don't know if it is that that's the next one. Yeah, but that's one of the ones coming out is Allegiance. I think maybe that's it. And it's about uh, uh, Picard. Uh, two, there's two Picards at one time in the episode, including one that's uh, ready to date. So that's a good one. So that's 7. 98 is, uh, is that 98? So 7 would be 98, I think, is going to be... Uh, uh, a Tingler crossover. So anybody that's a Chuck Tingle fan uh, will have the lowing, like it should be on Chuck's podcast, uh, Pounded, the Pounded podcast for grownups only uh, will be a grown-up version and then there'll be a Sleep With Me version. Uh, all about being okay. Uh, so it should be 698. Uh, so that would make 699... Uh, Stan 8, uh, yeah, that looks right, and then, uh, 700 would be, I think is the schedule, uh, there's like, somewhere in there is, a Labor, uh, Labor Day, so it's one of those, somewhere in there is going to be an all-intro episode, uh, then somewhere in there would be, uh, like, let me just try to figure out the next Star Trek one, because I can't remember, so it'd be at least entertaining. Like, the Star Trek episode after that would be the first duty uh, with Wesley. But in between those, we did Allegiance, because they record stuff so far ahead of time. Uh, like, I probably recorded this uh, last week. It was so long ago. I did Allegiance. I just recorded uh, the first duty this week. Um, so what was the other one? Uh, I honestly don't know. Then there'll be those retrospective episodes and the rest of the Nuns in Space episodes. And then also we'll be doing uh, Good Place season premiere will be in there. Uh, so that's like what we have on tap. I wish I could remember that other Star Trek one. Like who was the main character? Was it? Uh, oh, uh, there's one, another one with... Uh, oh no, that one's, that one's after the Wesley episode. There's like Moriarty one. But that's after it. Okay, you know what? I just remembered it. It was, uh, it's one about, uh, bro- it's called Brothers, I think. It's about Data and Data's brother. That might even be before the West. Yeah, it is before the Wesley one. So it's about Data and Lore and then two other, the B stories, very short, but it's about two brothers on aboard the ship. Uh, and I really feel a, a sense of familyhood with all of you listeners. Uh, so thank you so much for, uh, being with me on this journey and supporting me on this journey and believing in me because I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. That's why I make the show. I say it a lot, but I've been there. Uh, so thanks for the help, uh, keeping the show going or, you know, thank you for just, uh, just being rested and sleep and then putting energy, positive energy out in the world. Uh, thanks and good night.